All right, well, it says on the microphone. So, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Headcase Podcast. Got uh, Joey Proctor. Hello, I'm here with my brother from another mother, Nambi Okwasa. What up, what up? One of my, uh, my good shitmates <laughs> here today. I'm praying to God that this audio works. I'm not tech savvy. None of us are. So, hopefully, this is going to work. Um, yeah, anyways, here today to talk about a lot of good stuff. Uh, hopefully it's interesting and as always now you can find us I'm gonna share this a little more but we can find us now on youtube spotify anchor i don't know itunes i think anywhere you get your podcast so whether you listen to it or not go there hit subscribe and like it no um give us some views and you know actually listen to it <laughs> um any topics or subjects you want to hear about or us cover you know, hit us up, leave a comment, or write us in, and um, what else? Yeah, that's about it, I think. Merchandise hopefully coming within the next month, and we'll start repping that and get on social media a little more, because we're not very big social media people, but uh, to market this stuff nowadays, you know, it's going to help a lot. So, yeah, anyways. Let's get us going. What's up, brother? (laughs) Another day, another life, man. (laughs) Same life. (laughs) Uh, You know, same old stuff, man. Work, consistency, trying to grind success, all that good stuff, man. Constant go at it. (laughs) Yeah. So we see each other damn near every day, all day. And right now we're in the business of mentoring young adults into becoming the best versions of themselves as cheesy as it sounds but i think we do i think we do a damn good job at it oh, yeah. um, considering the fact that we went through i mean we've gone through that program and we're talking about talking about delayed entry program which is like when people join the military there's a period of time between joining and actually leaving and i think most of the stories that i heard you know as a young military person and most people talk about is the fact that they never had any real mentorship or training or you know, you kind of get thrown into the fire. And I think we're doing a, I think we're doing a really good job at talking to these, you know, mm-hmm. young adults about more than just military life and get a lot of good feedback, get a lot of emotional feedback actually from people that have never been talked to about certain things from their own parents and their own family. And I mean, I was one of them. Hey, that's, that's like, it's like looking in the mirror for me. That's why it's so important. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, through all the lessons that we, we've we learned in our time frame, uh, I think it's all about bringing that change, right? I remember when we had that first talk, when we first took over onboarding and whatnot, and we were feeling that everything we're doing was making a bigger impact compared to the original time when we were just recruiting, because obviously recruiting, we can get that to a later time frame of today, but yeah, like that's a whole separate process and putting people in, and that was the thing that we were put into to where I generally never had any real mentorship. I was just told, hey, I'm going to the Navy, and you know here i am today <laughs> you know so how long have you been in you're about about seven almost seven and a half years now yeah yeah it starts to start to fly by now Dude. more and more just like everything you mm-hmm. know getting older too it's like it's gross man just, <laughs> it's kind of funny it's like my, the first few years when my son has a birthday i'm like oh it's cool and now i'm like he just hit five and now i'm like wait that means i'm that means I'm hitting a year every time he hits a year. Mm-hmm. It's fucked up. And <laughs> like at first it was cute, and now I'm like, no. If you could stop, I, you know, if you stop having birthdays, I'll, I'll slow down. <laughs> but now it's just, it's different. 
I don't know. It's a different feeling now. But. Yeah, man. It's that whole time keeps going forward, regardless of how much you want to slow down. Man. <laughs> Definitely learned that here. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Like when you're a when you're a kid, when you're a kid, you're like days are long, years are long, mm-hmm. summers are long. Yeah. You know, like not. I mean, never long enough when you're a kid, but like it always felt like you had a lot of time. And it was like, man, I just want to be older. And like, this, like school takes forever. Dude. And now it's like, fuck, it's been a year. Fuck, it's been a year. Like, that's what everyone's even talking about right now. It's like, been a year for COVID. Been like two, almost two and a half years of doing this job now mm-hmm. out of three. Bro. I'm like, it's complete change, man. It really is fast. Because I looked at it just like when people would first even join, talking about like four or five years, six years. Like, that's a really long time. And mm-hmm. Like after going through high school, whatnot, when like you said, having to go through all those classes and all that time frame of just being with teachers, it's slow as hell at that time. Like it feels like life is really just going slow. Like, I swear I was a freshman, it felt like for like five years. <laughs> and like now going through like a whole for like my what seven and a half years now, it's like I blinked my eyes, I'm already here, you know, and there's still so much more to do. So, I know. <laughs> so much more to do. I know, like 20s like starting to seem like not enough time to do what you want to do. Exactly. It's it, obviously it's it's a long time and it still feels like a long time. But now it's, I remember when I first, I remember when I first got in and I think it was cause it was so rough when I first got in and I went, I, I remember going up to somebody who had been in for like three, four, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hey, just, does this time go by fast? I was, I was like, <laughs> like, probably a couple months. He was like, does the four years go by quick? And I was like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and it's like, you can't ever fathom that when you just get into anything, you know, no. anything school into work into anything that's going to be like a long haul mm-hmm. you know until it's over you're like dang i started telling myself this um this thing a long time ago too mm-hmm. was um there's a couple ways to word it but it was like uh it was kind of like fate uh fatality not fatality no it was a fatalistic viewpoint mm-hmm. which is like everything that's so everything's already happened to me mm-hmm. i just haven't lived it yet you know which you know you, you kind of have to believe in like fate and like pre you know pre like destined decisions mm-hmm. and things like that yeah. you know if you don't believe in that that's fine but yeah. i could also say that if you if you don't believe in it and then you come to a certain decision in your life and you choose one decision well yeah that i think was destined to happen in either way exactly you know, like, like <laughs> no matter what you think you chose yeah exactly. you, know, you already have a path set out for yeah. you and you just keep going down i kind of think i kind of think like ultimately i've already like my whole life has already happened yeah you know like relative to time yeah shit, <laughs> but i just haven't and so it's like you just go along for the ride mm-hmm. you know like you don't really i don't think you like I just like I don't think you have that many choices. Like mm-hmm. if you think you do, you're like maybe you would have made that no matter what. And, and that's what I'm like, saying, man. Like you can never truly sit there and fathom how much of your life is already set down for you. Yeah. The only thing you can do is actually have an imagination. But who says that imagination isn't already putting you on that same path that's already out in front of you? Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. It is a it is a, a difference. <laughs> oh, dude, man. Yeah. Like. Yeah, that, that concept right there, I, I could really just... <laughs> it's, like well, it's like we're sitting outside of the stars. Just like staring at it, just like, wow. What do you think about this? <laughs> uh, oh, shoot, man. So uh, let's see what, what, what topics we got. What topics are we going to be hitting? Well, I mean, I was really curious. Okay, okay. So let me just, let me lay out, you know, everything again. Because mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's important to kind of explain, you know, the, the theme behind this every time. Um, 
because even a couple nights ago when we were discussing things, me and Colin were talking about stuff. I had like an acquaintance um, who I kind of just know from the gym. He's a cool, but he's a younger kid too. Mm-hmm. And he had listened to like the first one. And, uh, you know, like we feel like we did a pretty good, pretty good job explaining mm-hmm. kind of what we're trying to get out of it. Yeah. And he was like, what made you want to talk about that? And I was like, mm-hmm. I, I, I think I explained it like as much as I could, but I'm trying to like, I don't know, say it a little more eloquently, I guess. And like, mm-hmm. and I feel like everyone who hears it or I, I discuss the topic with, they can explain it back to me better than I can explain my own yeah. <laughs> like, like <laughs> idea behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, and my, my whole thing was like, you know what, because we were talking about this and he was, I was just like, he's just a, he's a younger kid though. And when you're like in your young 20s, you can't understand, not that you can't, not can't understand, but like you don't appreciate having depth with people. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, mean at I'm, the surface, you just want to be hard. Yeah. And like you're a 20 something kid, mm-hmm. you know, or younger than that. And like, like, I mean, just generally when you look at a society now, like when, when it comes to just the military, there people are pushed into being disciplined and being managed and making sure they're managing their lives as they're making, as they follow the guidelines that are set out in front of them. Not many people in society do that, especially at that young age. In college, man, like and this is one big thing I get into. When people automatically spit out that college is going to teach you everything, they're completely wrong. Oh, yeah. And, I'm, and it, it's upsetting to know because, I mean, I am a high believer in getting education. Obviously, yeah, you know, yeah. we talk about getting that. But like we say that all the time. We never dog. Exactly. It's just the it's the it's the machine behind it. Exactly. You know, like that mindset of like, okay, you go to college, you'll figure out exactly what you want to do in life, or you'll figure out how to pay bills. You'll figure out how to have kids. You'll figure out all that. It's like, no, no, no like none of that teaches you anything. Only thing that it gives you is a, a paper that says you graduated for after four years of more school, which again is good, but it doesn't change your, like the only thing that it can change for you is like the perception of how you're looked at when it comes to the workforce, you know, because yeah. you have a degree, but even then, like yeah. people like Google don't even hire, they're not even worried about hiring people with degrees anymore because yeah. they realize it's your experiences that are going to determine how successful it's you What do you bring to the table? Exactly. Like no matter what. Exactly. Because I mean, God knows we have seen, <sighs> God knows I, I could put a name and a face to so many people who have degrees who have no business being in any type of leadership, leadership or communicative, you know, um, type role. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, this and what's what's funny about all that is most people, not most, I'm just I'm not trying to speak vaguely, but I would say like a lot of people who don't have a degree, like myself, there's been times where like myself, I know where I'm at mentally and I know what I can contribute, right? I just didn't click in that environment. Mm-hmm. But then when I see people like that, we're talking like like that with exactly. degrees, it kind of makes you feel bad about yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, like it makes you feel really bad about yourself. And you're like, man, why couldn't I do it? But then I started, you know, I try to dig and dig into like why, why a lot of things, you know? So like in my situation too, and not trying to make excuses because I could always go back now, but I, mm-hmm. this is, this is different. But like, you know, like what was their circumstance like as a, as a kid, as a teen, what were their peers and their parents telling them, mm-hmm. guiding them in the right direction? Because yeah, sure. Like they might be a social moron exactly you know like they may not have any communicative skills but they maybe were just in a good enough place you know or just had the right motivation to get that done and get through it whereas i had just so many i was gonna say peaks and valleys but mostly valleys in that time mm-hmm. that i you know should have been focused on education but but yeah but see even the, man i'm so against all of the words even like mm-hmm. when you hear yourself say something should have been 
like should have been into the education. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, no, nobody should or shouldn't be in anything. It's just, I think, I just watched this like Elon Musk clip the other day because he's so huge on what like this exact topic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's got all those quotes about like, you know, I didn't go to Harvard, but everyone that works for me did. Yeah. And, uh, but he talks, I just heard something recently about him talking about school and how he doesn't like the education system and how he actually created his own school. And it, he doesn't like the fact that kids aren't told why they're being taught something. They're just being told to do this. And they don't understand what it applies to, mm -hmm. you know, which is huge. It's like what we do. That's, that's what we do when we're trying to teach someone, you know, like military knowledge. Exactly. We say, like, cause I, I got told, Hey, memorize this stuff. You have no idea what it means. Why memorize exactly. it. And that's so hard to do. Mm -hmm. And then once you're, once we sit down to all these kids and we're like, Hey, this is what it's for. We try to paint a picture and you can see their eyes like, Oh, that is, it's that clarity. Yeah. This is the like, clarity. That's the biggest thing. It's the same thing with the education system. If you could say like, this is why mm -hmm. I'm teaching you this, but either way, I wouldn't have liked it. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, I, I joked about that this last meeting with all of our future sailors. And I was like, I think I bounced around from criminal justice to business. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting in a humanity, uh, humanities class and it was like, you know, medieval art with this like pasty Dracula vampire looking teacher. And I was like, what? I, I just don't know what this is doing for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't get it. Um, I mean, I just don't get the prereqs into one thing. That's where I think vocational schools, entrepreneurship, or this, this type of education system that Elon Musk is talking about, where it's like, hey, what do you see your child, mm -hmm. or you know, if it's not the parent, you as a child or you as a young kid, teenager, what are you into? What do you like? Mm -hmm. Okay, let's let's go with that. Let's like let's get that into stride and I'll teach you everything about it. Exactly. Do you like STEM? Why are you going into art and history? Let's dive into STEM every exactly. waking hour of your life. You know, and, and that's one big thing I could say, like, and I'm gonna go two different ways with this why, right? Because the, the one thing I've learned about the word why, especially through recruiting, is how like really like important it is, because a lot of us have this perception that, oh, yeah, like you see all the people that we have that come into the depth policy in life, like medical field, 100%, let's just do the medical field, yeah, right? Yeah. But you ask them, like, I've literally sat down and asked like thousands of people, why? Why do you want to do it? Right. And that why is the determining factor for everything you do moving forward. But nobody at a younger age does that because they have this perception through social media, through TV, through like people that they've heard go through with that. This is exactly what they need to do. They know exactly what they need to do with it, like, which is wrong. I say every single time with every interview I've had, if you don't know what you want to freaking do, you're probably better than anybody here because you have so many ideas that you mm -hmm. can actually apply yourself to. And it's that application that is playing a part. So now I'm going the other aspect of why and why using why so much is not always great because yeah. you have people in society that are just like asking why for the right reason then you have people just asking why just for whatever right yeah. like why, why do we have to pay bills you know what oh why? yeah there's like the why generation exactly that why generation yeah. sort of thing you know so i want to definitely put that piece in there just like why is a good and bad thing which you have to find that middle lining that defines it for you yeah. before you can start trying to you know asking your parents why is not what we're talking about. exactly <laughs> asking why getting to know someone mm -hmm. is very very effective um but yeah, yeah i like the I, I like hearing i'd rather hear you know, at 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 years old, I'd rather hear I'm not 100% positive mm -hmm. because no one is. No. 
then, oh, this is what I want to do, but it's not even you. It's just a stream that someone else is telling you that you should be saying exactly. And you're just robotic and you're gonna here's the thing is you know that's what everyone, that's what happens to everybody is you're you're saying something that you've been told and then you're gonna waste years. You're going to waste years of your life and money mm-hmm. and maybe even end up in that place or that career and be like, how the hell did I get here? Exactly. And, and, you know, and if, if you're anything like a lot of people I know, it's like, you're going to go down that path. You're going to be in school mm-hmm. and say, why am I here? Exactly. And then you're already in, you know, you're already in a sticky situation mm-hmm. and you got to bounce around or you drop out just because you jumped into it too fast. And you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. This is, I need to figure out what I'd like to do. Mm-hmm. So I'd much rather hear. I don't know. Exactly. Okay, cool. Let's talk. Mm-hmm. You know, because that um, gives you time to really delve deep into yourself. Because like you learn through people asking people why, and when they start giving their answers, what they're learning about themselves as they're actually speaking. Yeah. So it's all about learning about yourself, not delving too much into just being that individual, but knowing what your next steps are, so you can move forward on it. Compared to sitting here being like, "Yeah, I want to be an astronaut. Wait, I want to be a doctor. Wait, I want to be an athlete. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. easy Johnny Kim. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, that dude's a freaking legend, man. That dude was like, why not? <laughs> I can do it all. Yeah. Take it too. I'm only like, he's like 37. Hey. Today. <laughs> like straight legends, man. It's Korean Jesus, bro. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right, no. I don't. I honestly don't even know Jesus. I just that that was funny, dude. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so it's funny, we're not even, okay, yeah, just be clear, it's like, yeah, we're in the military, we're not talking about, I, I think we just can relate so many things from what we do to real life, mm-hmm. I mean, especially, like I said, it's so sentimental, on uh, so many levels, I learned so much, I mean, especially doing, being able to do presentations to these young adults, and like, mm-hmm. it's like, it's weird, because when you have a mind, when your mindset is right, mm-hmm. man, there's a reason why I'm not even blowing on my own head, but there's a reason why I got so good at effective presentations. If I was just here, you know, to advance, if I was just here doing the bare minimum, if I was just here to just try to get people, you know, into the military, I would not be half as good as I did. Mm-hmm. It's because I felt an obligation to spread knowledge that they're not going to hear anywhere else. I mean, mm-hmm. It's like weird because it's just like how many people, how many kids or young adults have you come across in these interviews where, because I I used to ask straight up like, hey, have your parents or peers or guardians whoever talked to you about um, college, military, vocational school, entrepreneurship, um, any other pathway? Has anyone talked to you about all of your options? Mm I think maybe out of two and a half years, maybe a handful, maybe a handful, mm-hmm. right? And I don't think it's on purpose. I don't think it's on purpose, you know, for parents, whatever. I think that they just pass down what they know mm-hmm. instead of realizing that you have a unique individual in front of you. Like no matter how successful you are, you know, I'm a doctor, you're a lawyer and, you know, your kid and my kid are like, they see what we do and they like what we do and we just preach that all mm-hmm. the time that's all you do because that's typical i mean mm-hmm. i was like going to become a cop just because i didn't know anything else you know mm-hmm. but that's where i think there's a huge you know short or you know downfall or shortcoming whatever you want to call it like which is raising people especially nowadays man like there's so many there's too many options nowadays uh, it's way way too much <laughs> but provide those options because mm-hmm. another another huge thing i used to say that i think was really effective 
was, you know, when, when I was breaking down, when I was breaking down like different routes for success, I think it was effective alone just to say, Hey, you don't got to like anything I say, but you will listen to like the other wisdom I'm going to impart mm-hmm. right now. I got 30 minutes, put your phone down, shut the hell up and listen mm-hmm. to what I'm going to say. If you don't like anything I say about the military, cool, but please take away some of this other something I've learned from yeah, it. Yeah. Like I, I promise you, I'm going to tell you something that you're not told mm-hmm. yet. So, you know, I used to break down like the education stuff. Um, oh, I would always just talk about like, hey, what are we all told from the time we're kids that we're unique, right? And we're still told that we're all different. We're all, there was no one like you. There was no one like me. We all have different fingerprints. We're all literally everyone's unique, exactly. right? Exactly. But if you don't do this one thing where there's this tiny funnel, you will not be successful and you will not get a good job and you will be a ditch digger and mm-hmm. you will be a bum and socially unaccepted mm-hmm. and looked down upon and it, dude, like, it's, there's only one there's only two ways you can go in life man it doesn't even matter like how unique you are right because some people are lucky some people are, like really cool some people catch a break but like I think in society now, so many people are trying to look for just catching that break rather mm-hmm. than actually just doing the nitty and gritty to actually get there. Because you can either go and push yourself to get to that success, or you can just let life just keep beating you down the freaking failure train until you're homeless. Yeah. You know, like it, it's only, there's only two ways you can go about it. And again, there's nothing against like homeless people or anything like that. <laughs> I just want to make sure anybody's saying that. But like, you can only go one of two ways, man. And you have to be the one to choose that and take it upon yourself. There's going to be trials and tribulations, of course. Yeah. But it's all about you understanding what you want to do, right? Executing it and moving forward, even when you're not fully happy, because you're not going to be always happy with what you want to do or end up doing. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like you, you got to keep going no matter what, because at the end of the day, once you complete it, like that's when you can look back and reflect because all these experiences, especially with us, man, deployments and whatnot. Yeah. The one thing we were talking about with the future sales, the things we can take away is that regardless of how frustrating our lives were on the ship and dealing with other people and dealing with ridiculous orders, yeah. right? It's a constant laughter that we could always find through yeah. the community that we were part of. That blew my mind. Like when I actually, when I realized that, mm-hmm. you know, cause there, I think it's kind of human nature to just, you know want to soak on the negative and like just be stuck in it mm-hmm. you know it's like hard to get out of it once you're in that mentality or when that in that headspace and you know i was like coming up at the end of my five years and that thing was brutal man like i'm not gonna lie it was it was brutal mm-hmm. but i always say like the experiences and the friends and the fact that i laughed every single day mm-hmm. you know whether at some point in that day i was crying and raging out and i was you know truly like emotionally in a bad place exactly. at some point i guarantee i still laugh my ass off because yeah. of the people i was around and like mm-hmm. yeah it's a i don't know i don't think you'll i don't think i'd find that anywhere else i mean mm-hmm. like how many people who are you know quote unquote successful they got that degree and they're stuck in a cubicle you know like going home mm-hmm. without any type of communication or interaction or kind of community mm-hmm. you know around them so yeah i mean i like to go to work man because I, I really do that's mm-hmm. I think like the biggest thing I take away from this experience is just the experiences themselves. Like half the stuff we've done, half the stuff I've seen, yeah. like I can never say I've done that living in Sacramento. I mean, I'm, I'm originally from Sacramento guys, but like, and I really don't like this place. I remember why I love yeah. this place in the first place. Yeah. Nothing against people love Sacramento. Like, you guys are all great. But 
Um, there's just a lot of things I saw doing, like going to like Fleet Week in New York, just in the States, you know, or going to like Spain or Palma, Spain. I even know Palma, Spain was a thing. It's like pretty much like a Hawaii of Spain and uh, seeing clear water and then going to Dubai and being in the tallest town in the world. Like I met a celebrity up there, freaking, his name was Boris Kojo, like yeah. white skin, like black, bald, model dude. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's just like those experiences I've had and bring back and take pictures of, like, I'm just like, I never want to go back, but I mean, everybody has different paths. Everybody's accepting with what they want, yeah. but at the same time, you, you reap what you sow. Yeah. You know, if you're not going to really take those chances and actually take the risk, that's one big thing that not many people like doing nowadays. Yeah. They just don't like taking that risk. As soon as they say, oh, it's hard, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go take a nap. <laughs> yeah, I don't get that mentality either. Yeah. You know, we talk about that a lot. It's just like, I I don't know. I've talked about that a lot recently. It was like, I don't know if it's a competitive attitude or if it's like a, something to prove and security or what it is, but like anything I start or do, like it's got to be finished. Yeah, it's got to be finished. You know, that's like, I learned, I've learned so many crazy qualities just through the work I've done and like being in, I remember I was still pretty new, you know, still very new actually. I was down in the engine room, just, you know, just grease monkeying it out under a, under a diesel engine, like just me and a couple mm -hmm. of dudes, like breaking it down and just getting filthy. And I remember like any junior person would know this feeling because like you're working your ass off all morning you hear like ding 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 like lunchtime yeah. you're like oh thank god you're like, oh, like, like fuck you going exactly I was like i wanted to go eat but he's like we're not he's like the word i've done the worst stuff and i was like mm -hmm. shit that's hard yeah. <laughs> that's, like, that's difficult I don't, I don't like it but i respect that exactly so i've always i don't know i've been like that for at least on the ship mm -hmm. like that for a long time dude yeah, like the experiences are cool, man. I mean, I, I didn't get to go as many places as a lot of people, um, but Dubai was cool. Mm -hmm. I saw the Burj Khalifa. I didn't go to it, but I went to like, I think I spent all my time a while at Wadi, you know. <laughs> I don't blame it. I don't blame it. That, that place is solid. You know, too. <laughs> yeah, that place was really fun. But yeah, I mean, I mean, it's interesting to tell people like, yeah, within five or six months of being, of, I mean, five or six months from the start of boot camp, not like being in, I think like six months after boot camp, mm -hmm. I was in Dubai, you know, and was like Dude. at Wild Wadi in the Mall of the Emirates and seeing the Burj Khalifa and like, I mean, it's like a, a ski, a mm -hmm. ski slope in, in a mall. In a mall. Like, can you even believe like, that? No. <laughs> like, that is literally incredible. We, I mean, I know that I just know that we couldn't go in there because some Marine tried to stab somebody with a ski stick. Always gonna ruin it for somebody. Right. Freaking Marines. Nothing against Marines, but you know, Marines. <laughs> you know what you did. <laughs> you, know, you know what you did. You know what you did. <laughs> yeah, it's cool, man. I mean, you know, living in San Diego is awesome. You know, uh, a little overcrowded, mm -hmm. to be honest. That's like one thing I do like about being back up in like California. Um, it's just a quiet and it's like it's like booming, it's mm -hmm. up and coming, and it's definitely growing a lot. But it's like that nice in between still, mm -hmm. and they're actually keeping up with highways and trying to expand. Unlike down there, where it's just like, yeah, nah. I'll figure it out. <laughs> it's, it's like it, it's so overcrowded. I honestly don't. I don't know. I honestly don't want to go back there. I don't want to stay in one place because mm -hmm. I like the fact that we move around, but I don't want to go back there either. So we'll have to figure it out. But um, Amen. I was gonna say, like with you, is like being up because I'm from up here, mm -hmm. you know, up higher in the sticks. But one thing I think is cool is that we do move around a lot. And it's kind of funny because a lot of people you meet, a lot of people you meet who are skeptical of, of being military or anybody really. I mean, there's other, you know, there's other jobs that have to bounce around. But 
when the skeptical military like don't you have to move like every three four five years mm -hmm. i'm like yeah but that's a that's a perspective exactly issue. you know it's like i used to say that in my classrooms too it's like i don't want to leave my family or i don't want to move and mm -hmm. it's like okay think about this you can like change your mindset to where you can either not leave the same area your whole life maybe mm -hmm. travel mm -hmm. <laughs> travel which is, that's a thrown around word it like, really is when it comes to what we get to do and what traveling is you know um because the only people who like travel like we do are extremely wealthy bro 100 i mean i think a buddy of ours i forget who exactly oh chief hammonds yeah um sub chief um, <laughs> <laughs> but he i think he was the one no man, it was Davis. <laughs> was it Davis? Yeah, it was Davis. he used to talk about how if he added up all of the places combined for like flights or cruises, mm -hmm. it'd be like half a million dollars for all the places that he's been. So I mean, yeah, okay, I travel. Like, okay, I've been to Australia. Okay, I've been to Europe. I've been to South America. Mm -hmm. That's not shit. Nope. That's like a few weeks for us, and we still got months on end to go to like. 20 other countries and that's the you know? best part like, yeah that's the best part honestly yeah so i used to tell people though as far as moving was like if you change your mindset to it's such a hassle mm -hmm. because it's really not because we get everything paid for and done for us man i love telling people that bro dude i love telling civilians that when i move i don't touch anything bro like what do you mean i mean like i do the paperwork and my house is packed up and gone in a day it's the best feeling ever and i get paid it's it, you know what i'm saying and like, you get paid like, it's just like like dude. how can you how can you think of anything better than that you know okay, like <laughs> semi pulls up bro you tell them oh, take it wrap it up guys and it's gone and then like a couple months later you get three grand in your bank you're like you're like what happened I guess like, <laughs> my elbow bro i was like oh yeah oh snap yeah, the first time i moved up here was the first time and then like yeah, a few weeks later, I got like X amount, and I was mm -hmm. like, "Is this, is this right?" <laughs> like, Please, yeah, yeah. Somebody give me an explanation. Yeah. Like, I'm okay with it. I just, <laughs> just want to make sure. It's, yeah. <laughs> I make sure it's good, dude. I'm telling you, but, especially for moving from Virginia all the way to Cali, oh, man. Oh man, I was like, if I had to pay that for myself, yeah, bro, that's a lot. <laughs> and it's just it's cool because like the higher you know, it's like the higher promoted mm -hmm. you are, the higher you know, however advanced whatever you want to call it, you are the more they allot you for like a semi truck like for space. Right. Like they expect you to have more stuff and like a bigger yeah. house and they like, they just get, the trucks just get bigger and bigger and bigger. And like, it's already mapped out. But I was telling people to make this point finally was when you change your mindset, you know, you can look back and say, I've lived in the same town for 30 years. Ugh. And there's a lot of pride in that for some people. Or you could say, yeah, I've got to live. Like mm -hmm. I was privileged enough to live in San Diego, Sacramento, Hawaii, you know, Florida, uh, Georgia, Spain, Japan, Greece, Italy, yeah. like Slovenia. Yeah. There's just so many places, man. And like with your family, it's mm -hmm. not like, you know, everyone's like, oh my God, such a hassle for your kids. Is it really a hassle for your kids to become diverse and possibly learn other languages? And that's the, that's the thing in society but, we have to become because the thing I really get frustrated with, and it's nothing against anybody out here, right? But everybody thinks they already know everything. When they haven't lived anywhere else you know what i'm saying they've only had like perspective areas where they're just like i visited chicago <laughs> i went to florida once you know yeah. and they're just like oh i know everything i'm like no 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 no. have you have you actually communicated with people have you actually done anything out in those areas have yeah. you actually like seen anything different that you feel like you could bring back to your society here and be like 
this is different because like I always think about when I first left and went on my first deployment and then came back and nothing against my family. I love my cousins and my family, but like each story I told them or I heard from them, like it was the exact same thing, man. Like, and it was like, they were acting as if they, they gained more knowledge through the small little things. But I'm like, the experiences I've gained through just being out there and being forced to be an adult, being forced to make sure money's t- taken care of, being forced to deploy to make sure I'm doing the right things and taking care of my people. Like that stuff right there made me like stand out a lot more. And in turn made me look more like, like they wanted to look at me some sort of way. Like I was thinking I was better when I, it, honestly it was just like no my experiences made me this way my experiences educated me to know that this I, there's more than just sacramento yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. there's more than just california there's wisdom you know mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter what age you are man it really you're gathering a lot of knowledge and a lot of wisdom because and, and if anything if anything even if you can't necessarily apply it you can always come back more grateful too mm-hmm. you know um they got a lot of things i'm sure you can you can definitely apply i love when people talk about you know, because uh, uh, we, we talk about diversity all the time and like, you know, being in the military is a melting pot mm-hmm. and it's, it's beautiful. It's not like, it's not like civilian melting pot because mm-hmm. we don't hate each other. Like exactly. it's quite the opposite. Exactly. It's like, I learned so much and like, hear so many funny things or just different perspectives from people. And, you know, you don't have to be from like corners of the world, exactly. but even around the country from other parts of the world, you know, like thanks to, you know, just people coming from out of out of country you know at some partner lineage and mm-hmm. yeah you just learn different stuff but i love people talking about like, i'm so diverse because i went to college and i sat next to someone from <laughs> i'm like, like you're like listening to them you're just yeah. like you're like that's not diverse that's really not <laughs> yeah it's like you're not congratulations i went to a school with like a bunch of different you know races like, didn't hang out with the murder yeah exactly I sat next yeah, to yeah, <laughs> and yeah it's kind of cool because you are forced to mm-hmm. you know like you are technically like forced to because it's never really been you know it's not that you didn't want to growing up but it's just mm-hmm. that's how you feel you know exactly. you're like it's almost like a weird what's the right word i don't know you just click i guess when you're growing up without really knowing any better or whatever mm-hmm. and then like when you're forced to you're like oh, i click with everybody exactly it's yeah it's just like you know, just humbling yourself man like yeah. whatever your uh, mentality is like don't let that overwhelm which what anybody else believes because i've always met certain people that were just like well what i believe is right whatever they're believing is wrong i don't care what anybody says and i'm just like dude <laughs> like at least try like you never fully understand what you can at least try and relate to where like your beliefs are a certain way but like like for me, like I believe in God. I have plenty of friends that like are atheists, and like I'll have like family members be like, "Oh, they're atheists." I'm just like, so. <laughs> I don't think that makes them a terrible thing. Oh yes! Yeah. Oh my gosh, my arm yeah. is falling off because of it. You know, okay, I'll to be friends. <laughs> like I, I even had a, a friend of mine. So you know why? Just because they're atheists does not make like you know why? It's because neither of us are murderers. Exactly. You know, like, <laughs> we, both, we both are doing okay. I think like, it's- just yeah. leave them yeah. be. Like, we don't want to hurt anybody. So it's like that. Don't don't sit yeah. there and try and actively try. And I think that's another issue. I was talking to my girl and um her, her family and friends yesterday about this situation with how society is always trying to find something to complain about or trying to throw something at. Like it's so bad. It's terrible, man. Like you got people, and okay, I'm not really gonna delve too deep into this because I don't want to offend anybody, but like when people well, over here, too like, late. yeah, you already did. Like, I just, the, the whole identity thing right there, when it's just, like, I identify as, like, a dolphin. I'm, like, <laughs> like, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, like, dude, like, I get it. Live, do your do your thing, man. Do what you want to do. But I'm, like, 
in all reality, right? I feel like a lot of us try and spend so much time trying to live in our imagination, our own mind of like, I feel I'm this way. When in reality, dude, like this is a glass of freaking water and ice, <laughs> you know? Like I can sit here and be like, this is gonna be a rocket ship one day. Like, but I don't know, man, it's like a tall glass of water. Tall glass of water. Don't don't offend me though. <laughs> <That's a rock. laughs> dude, I'm just like, yeah, water. <laughs> But that that concept right there, like I'm like believe in what you want to believe, but that also goes back to how like we were raised to believe like oh you're special, you're you're completely different than everybody else. So whatever you have planned, it's gonna be so different from everybody else. And I'm like I get that, yeah. But like there's certain things where it's just like it's already in black and white. You can see the haze gray something in the middle, but you're like, unique. You're not that, that unique. unique. Like, you know what I'm saying? So unique that you're a basketball. Like, no, no. Like you're just. But it's like saying you're special and unique, that's still being open-minded. Mm-hmm. It's like that's allowing you to still figure it out. Exactly. But now it's like, hey, um, hey, you're four now. You're gonna have to tell me whether you're a boy or a girl. Bro. And it's like they don't even understand. They don't even what know what the number about. four is. <laughs> they have no concept. It's like you have a four-year-old 20, and it's like, hey, you got change for this 20? Like, like I, what I, I don't know what money is. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm just sitting there just like, man, come on, like it's painful to watch. And it really is bad in. Like, I, I feel like through struggle and pain, I'm not saying that we have to actively try and like hurt these kids, you know what I'm saying? But like, we have to like be teaching them that like, there are going to be really good times, really bad times. There's going to be times that people don't believe in you. And yeah. like, when you see people nowadays, as soon as they hear somebody doesn't believe in them, they shut down. So no more. Oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm 100% behind the get rid of participation medals. Eggs, uh, no, that, the whole attitude. fifth, sixth place, eighth place. I'm like, what is the purpose of, oh just, yeah, just, participate. Just that whole attitude in general. It's terrible, it's, man. You know, like in, in any in any aspect that someone, in any, you know, it doesn't matter what the subject is. Mm-hmm. When people can't win and can't lose, there's nothing to strive for. Mm-hmm. Like there is no point to anything no. if you can't win and you can't lose exactly you know it's not sports it's and it's not necessarily winning is the right term but it's like it, it's a terrible feeling when you're giving a certain effort mm-hmm. and let's say you know it could be anything you you grind your ass off for x whatever that is mm-hmm. and the person around you doesn't and you get the exact same award exactly it's what that's not that's not what it was this entire country's about mm-hmm. like it's quite the opposite mm-hmm. you know like uh, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't. I don't get that aspect because it takes away the idea of working hard, right? Yeah. The, the, like the biggest thing now is people are always trying to find that loophole. Just like, how can I weasel my way up here without having to do any of that work? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Rather than actually sitting down, buckling down, and studying, you got people that are just gonna sit there and just be like, uh, "You want to take this paper from me? I'll pay for it." <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's true, and it's it's bad, man. It it really is because I, I I just can't stand having to see certain people that literally work their whole life to get to a certain spot and they get picked up and then you have a person right here who's doing absolutely no work sitting there talking weaseling their way out just trying to be cool with everybody and they get the same exact reward as this person that did all that hard work yeah. like hard and i mean it's hard to weasel your way i'll give people that it's <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> hard to weasel. Creative. you're gonna be creative with it but, that. but at the same time like that concept of discipline and consistency discipline is something that society is, does not have anymore i really don't think so anymore like even when it comes to responsibilities and relationships that's that's <laughs> that's yeah. like terrible now man i remember even growing up 
how when it came to relationships, yeah, you had like, you, you know, your, your boys that was just like, hey, I'm just trying to smash, I'm just trying to get some right now. Yeah. But then like everybody had come to that moment in time where they're just like, we need to settle down, yeah. right? Nowadays, even when it comes to that point of people settling down, people can't settle down. They're just like, uh, I said that, but you know what? I might, I might want to smash a little bit more, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it, it's not a bad thing. Uh, Cause I mean, it's all lear- learning curves for us, but that responsibility aspect of things has not been very serious anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh shit, man. As far as relationships, believe me, I'm, I've learned a lot, you know, I've learned a lot over the last uh, year, two years. I learned a whole lot about not like, not relationships with other people that comes down to like learning more, more about what you think about relationships and other people and, long-term stuff short-term stuff and there's mm-hmm. like so many epiphanies i've had over the last couple of years it's been hard to process all of it but it's like beautiful now where i'm at mentally like how i imagine how how a real relationship should start you know how it should look the communication piece um and what they shouldn't look like you know because i've had plenty of what it shouldn't look like and you know spent a lot of time with that but yeah, it's really interesting, you know, uh, my buddy, like my best friend, you know, Colin, he's always on here, mm-hmm. um, you know, talking about a lot of stuff he's going through and it's the exact same thing. And he just told me, you know, he had the exact same epiphany mm-hmm. that I've had, you know, a little while ago, but, you know, he just had it himself, but just as far as how it should really start and how it should look and um, expectations. And I think that, you know, the biggest epiphany that anybody should have is that you never look you never ever go out there and actively look mm-hmm. for, you know, if you're not, if you don't want one, cool. And if you do want one, a partner I'm talking about, mm-hmm. if you do want one, that does not mean that you go look, you know, like, let me make it very simple. If you're out there looking and especially for guys, you know, cause guys are primal, disgusting fucking cavemen. Mm-hmm. So if we talk about looking for a, you know, a mate or a, a partner, let's say, the first thing you're going to do when you change your mindset to, okay, I'm ready. The first thing you're doing is going to be like sexualizing. You're just going to be out there looking for a specific thing sexually. Mm -hmm. So that is no different than just saying, I'm not wanting to be in a relationship. I just want to hook up with people. There's no difference. And Mm -hmm. like, what's crazy is that we're not, you know, 18, 19, 20 anymore, where when you do hook up with someone, it feels so much like love, you know, because it's like, oh my God, we spent all that together. And then we hooked up, even though I barely know that I'm in love. And like people still, even this age, act like that. They don't really realize that they're doing it, but it's like, no, I spent like a couple weekends with her. We went on a date and like, it was really good. And then on date number three, we smashed and like, she's really cool. Mm-hmm. So now we're together. And it's like, people do not understand that the right way to find something real is to whether you are whether you are ready for one or not ready for one someone should just come and blend into your life while you are doing your life like you're not looking you're out with your buddies out with your friends you know at a house at the gym at the fucking pumpkin patch like mm-hmm. work stuff whatever it is and like you are not actively looking and someone comes along probably multiple times good conversation you know, it turns into a little more than that, but like the physical aspect of that is basically, it's like, if that comes in quick, expect it to go quick. Mm-hmm. You know, like any, you know, the whole, there's so many like 
analogies for everything, but especially with relationships, you know, like what comes easy will probably go easy, you know, and people are just like, no, not this one. No, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. Really great together. (laughs) You know, like, but dude, if you, it's really hard, especially for guys. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say especially for guys. I mean, it's, 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 I say the exact same. Yeah. Like not only the exact same, you know, Mm -hmm. so like that whole thing is bullshit too, as far as sexually and, you know, needing Mm -hmm. it, like everyone does, Mm -hmm. but it's hard for anybody to be like, oh, they're really interesting and not do anything for like months on end, exactly. months and months and months and like- And actually wait. Yeah, like become a friend with mm-hmm. someone. You know? And I could, I could definitely say I, I'm, I've been a victim of that. Like I've had, to, I've had to take some time to actually reflect on how I've actually seen myself in relationships and actually see where I stand up. Cause I was that person where it was just like, like I built that connection with somebody and I was just like, boom like i see i see some change i see somebody that's like serious you know and actually having like deeper conversations yeah i'm not well that's important you know and those are very important right and i've been a person that has tried not even tried like successfully had deep conversations to where like i felt like we were actually getting to know the nitty and gritty right um i'd like to say i'm like an old school dude man like old school romantic man like yeah like that concept of not looking like i didn't get that until like i was back home Right. Because in my head, from the time that I was young, I was like, my mindset's always been like, I want to have a life partner. You know, yeah. I want to I want to find that person. I'm just going to we're going to be cool. Like we're going to go through stressful times. We're going to go through this, this and that. But we're going to end up, you know, clinging harder together. And like we're going to build like a stronger bond. And like I found myself in time with people I was dating, trying to settle with what I was dealing with, because, you know, it was the hand I was dealt. And I was like, I wanted to respect that hand because me believing believing in God would now I'm just like everything happens for a reason. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, might not get another hand. Exactly. Yeah. It might, might be another hand. But like I started seeing how many hands I was getting dealt. And there it, it came to points where like I, I went to certain people and I really believed in them, thought they were going to be doing me great. And I ended up getting like, you know, treated dirty. Like I was like I was nothing, you know. And that that lesson as well taught me more of exactly how I need to be going about finding a partner and finding a relationship. Because again, I'm what 27, you're what, 28? Yeah. 30, dude. That's really yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's you can see that's not that navy stuff, man. We don't want to look our ears. <laughs> dude, but like just that concept of like being able to grow with somebody has always been a thing for me. Like I I was raised around like a big family culture, you know, Nigerians like we're hard-headed as shit, yeah. <laughs> no cap. And like actually having to see those experiences of bonds that I saw they built together made me want to have that. And with me being the person I am, I went looking for that. And just like you said, you shouldn't go look for that. They should mend into you. You should slowly grow and actually come to understand who this person is. Literally cross your path. Exactly. Not, not actively be racing not, after her. Yeah, <laughs> not like purposely, mm-hmm. you know, I think organic mm-hmm. is just it's not a thing though like that's what I, I match you with the whole kind of you know it's funny because old school romantic so we're talking like 20 years ago exactly before internet <laughs> but i mean yeah i mean realistically that would be old school because mm-hmm. i do not i have not ever gone looking for anybody like through any kind of app or anything like that i'm like anyone who i have ever dated talked to been, ended up being with it's literally like a system like i will see them mm-hmm. at let's say the gym or somewhere where i'm doing my own thing and i'm like if i see them more than once maybe i'll talk to them mm-hmm. you know and i'm like because then it'll be more like okay maybe meant to be yeah but i'm not gonna be like she bad walk up to her ask her out like because it's just that's what i mean as far as the 
you know, there's no like long-term investment kind of thing. I think it's just people need to realize that when you go out and you hook up with someone, take that for what it is and move on. Mm-hmm. Like be like, oh, cool, hooked up. They were really cool, but then you get hung up on like, man, they were so cool. We had a good conversation that half an hour before we had sex, Dude. you know? And then it's like, no, push that aside, mm-hmm. keep moving forward. Like just identify because if they're willing to do that, mm-hmm. just like you were willing to do that that quick. That would be so then, easy to just step out of it as much as possible. Yeah, yeah. Definitely live that too. <laughs> yeah, we all have. It's, uh, mm-hmm. Just learning, you know, learning lessons, but mm-hmm. yeah, man. I mean, there, there's so many routes I can go down with that. And then especially like the, you know, I mean, God, it, it sounds so like cliche, like you hear it in movies and stuff all the time, but the whole institutional marriage thing blows my mind mm-hmm. now that I've been, you know, just, I mean, I, you know, not even like in a bad way I'm saying, but just the whole idea of it is, um, it does not make sense to me. Like we, we talked about um, on the first or second podcast, like some of the some life advice I had guns with somebody about two people, like the best relationships, the best relationship. I think the ideal one, not that it's mm-hmm. not that it's. I was gonna say not that it's easy, but I have no idea why it wouldn't be easy. Yeah, to be honest, is when you have two people. Let's say this organic situation, you know, you got you on one side, completely taking care of yourself, financially, you know, more important, like mentally, emotionally, physically, financially, mm-hmm. like you are. Right, you got your own shit, mm-hmm. and like no matter what, you'd be fine by yourself. Exactly. And then you find someone who is that exact mirrored person, right? Mm-hmm. So then, in that situation, like in that situation, you come together knowing damn well that you don't need to be together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you do not need to be together. Mm-hmm. There's no crutch. There's no financial. Please help me. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you left me, I'd be screwed. Like at any single moment. As soon as one of you get sick of each other, you can up and bail. Mm-hmm. That alone would make a great relationship because you're like, they're totally fine. They're stable. They got a community, mm-hmm. a good job. They could leave my ass at any moment if I piss them off mm-hmm. or if I'm not who I, who they deserve me to be. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a very attractive ideal, you know? Mm-hmm. So instead, but then the whole like, like marriage comes into play doesn't make sense to me anymore only because it's just a i think it's just a cash cow that's 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 it's just a cash cow i can agree because if i have all my shit you know if Mm -hmm. i if i got all everything in a line for me and you got everything in line for you and Mm -hmm. we're happy live together even a family you know people are like oh my god people are like one day here this blasphemy (laughs) (laughs) you know like religious side yeah yeah okay sorry Mm -hmm. but um but i mean really like you're just two people that are happy that would not have to go through so much heartache that it takes to break it off if you ever got to that point where you just truly didn't want to be together Mm -hmm. instead you could be like this isn't working anymore walk away there's no paperwork there's no legal stuff you just Mm -hmm. agree to certain things you know, that's like if there's kids, but there's not. I mean, Jesus, you can just walk away mm-hmm. and be fine. Like, because you're both stable people, mm-hmm. you know, you don't got to worry about where you're going to live because you got a good job, like, blah, blah, blah. Right. But then as soon as you tie the knot, and here's what's crazy if you don't know, it's about, let's say, no wedding, no nothing. It's 50 bucks mm-hmm. to go get married right now. At least in California, I don't know, yeah. you know, whatever, but it like, varies everywhere. it's 50 bucks. You sign some papers, takes 10 minutes, boom. Mm-hmm. You want to get divorced? 
Bro. <laughs> Bare minimum, mm-hmm. just to file paperwork is $500. And then there's all the paperwork, all the splitting stuff, all the headache, all the, you know, if you've got kids, the child support, the alimony, the I'm going to take your, mm-hmm. I'm going to take your money every month. I'm going to take part of your retirement every mm-hmm. month. I'm going to take everything I possibly can. And it's like, why did that person who was fine before you deserve, why, why does that, I'm not a man or a woman, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously more uh, leaning on the men's side here, mm-hmm. but um, but it's like, why did that person who was fine before you and who worked their ass off to get where they are, why do they deserve that to happen to them? Yeah. Like, like the, the perspective I've always looked at marriage was, is that like, it's a responsibility, right? And I definitely agree. Society has taken marriage to more of a, a money-making thing. Cause I could say that with my family too. They're always just like, you should be with like a doctor or like you and that amount of money works together. Great. I'm like, the money's great, but guess what? I have to live with that person for the rest of my life, you yeah. know? And like, I, I agree to a certain point of like being able to just step away if you don't want to anymore. But like, I always look at it just like that responsibility. It's like, look at it as a Navy, like, you do what you do because not just you're comfortable with it, but you know what you're doing with it. And when you choose, <laughs> <laughs> you know what you're doing with a partner. I mean, so, and the thing is, we don't always know. We're only human beings. Dude, right? We're men. We don't yeah. ever know. We do. Yeah, we're pretty. As far as, <laughs> as far as man to woman, yeah, we have, we have no fucking idea. You know? yeah. I don't know. I don't. I think I know because I'm not very religious. I think I got one life, mm-hmm. and if I can make my one life as happy as I possibly can. Situations are different, you know? If, yeah. if that's what we're talking about. Like, if we're talking about the ideal relationship mm-hmm. and there is a foundation and mm-hmm. there was something very real, yeah. I think you can get the ring of it. Of course. Um, but with other things that actually play, the, yeah, then of course I could see I could see uh, where your plus or your idea was. Yeah. That's why I was kind of agreeing yeah. with you. But no, as far as the cash cow thing, mm-hmm. I didn't mean I didn't mean with dual income. Mm-hmm. I meant as far as the uh, how much money the the industry makes. So let's say, you know, it's okay. It's a little bit of money to get married, right? That, mm-hmm. that supplies a lot of funds right there exactly. for whatever system, right? And let's just, let's just say, let's just say California. Mm-hmm. How much money do you think, I mean, we can look this up, but like how much money do you think a year is spent on weddings and divorce? Because 50% of marriages end up in divorce. Mm-hmm. 75% of second marriages end in divorce. And then there's five, 10, $50,000 weddings mm-hmm. all the time. So imagine why are they still pushing it? Exactly. In my mind, it's it's just exactly. sprinkle that money on them. <laughs> it's so much money. Yeah. It's such a huge, <laughs> it's such a huge cash cow mm-hmm. here in this country. It's like, what if you were to just like, oh yeah, we're not getting married anymore. Nobody. Because mm-hmm. we're happy together. Why do we need to put paperwork on it? Like we're extremely happy together. Yeah. I mean, we would do the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Why don't I gotta slap a fucking piece of paperwork down? Mm-hmm. No, I could I could definitely understand from that perspective too. Like I'm they'd be like, like Oh, oh, where are you all this money from? <laughs> just like, and that's the truth, man. Because a lot of people do end up getting married, do have these like thousand dollar weddings and like like whole big things. And when it gets to divorce, it's even more money. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I see that. I'm just like, okay. Like certain people, like I think it just depends on what type of person you are, right? Yeah. Because like for me, it's obviously different. Because I'm like, I I see it in that like religious aspect. I've yeah. just been raised in that aspect. When it's on the other side. 
I can see it too. Cause like, if there's no real foundation or whatnot, and then you're paying all this money, I think that's something that has to be found out from the start though. And yeah. sometimes we obviously as dudes, we're never going to catch that shit <laughs> on the, in, the instant it happens. No, no, but, no, no. I learned yeah. quite the opposite. Exactly. I learned everything the hard way. Again, that stubborn headed shit. Yeah. Like I don't listen to people's mm-hmm. advice unless I, unless I deem them worthy of giving advice. Exactly. Like most people I got advice from about anything. I don't deem worthy to accept mm-hmm. the advice from them. You know, so I'm like, I'll just nod my head. I'm like, I, I know that you're a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know you might be telling me from a real sense of caring about me. Yeah. But I also know that you're you're an idiot. So like, unless I look up to you, I'm not going to take your advice. Exactly. But I definitely think that speaks volumes to having like a good mentor next to you. Because I've heard some people talk and I'm just like, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, ah, no. <laughs> Tell you, man. Like, but you can talk the talk, you just don't walk the walk. I don't do the whole, I don't, I don't do the whole like do as I say, not as I do type yeah. people. You know, like uh, nah. You gotta practice what you preach, man. <laughs> you gotta practice what you preach. <laughs> you said something earlier about um progression of people, like how you like to watch, you know, like that dude you're watching just a yeah, skinnier skin working on getting bigger and stuff and mm-hmm. like getting in shape and all that. But so what type of progression is your favorite? Whew, that's, like that's a good one. I think uh if I could say this in a better way, like I think the progression of realizing like like how big of a piece you actually are for yourself, like how important you actually are for yourself, or seeing like what you're actually capable of, what yeah. your true potential is. Like because yeah. I definitely was one of those people growing up. I didn't have any belief in myself, man. Like people would think I was like, yo, nice person. He was cool, but I get walked over all the time, treated mm-hmm. like trash all the time. Like I just let it happen. Right. But like finding that worth, I think really because finding your worth brings out the confidence in you, brings out your inner character, brings out your inner strength, brings out your inner power. Like there's so much stuff that comes with it. Right. Yeah. Like when you told me when you first joined the Navy and you were like super small and then you got super yoked, I'm like, that's like not even just confidence in just who you are, but like the confidence in what you know you're going to be. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So stuff like that is what I, I'd say in that sort of progression is yeah. like the biggest for me. Yeah, built built up, you know, by other people. Mm-hmm. You know, especially like I was definitely not built up. It's it's hard to build yourself up when all you've been is torn down. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think a lot of other people had a lot to do with being built up. You know, mm-hmm. it's one of the most beautiful things. Like yeah, I keep talking about, it's like about this community. You know, people have so many damn negative ideas about what we do, but it's like, there's so many great things about this community mm-hmm. that have just built me up, really, you know, in a, in a different way. So, but yeah, for sure. What's mine? Man, I, I think I have to agree with you. I think that's very, uh, you know, everything that I'm like, that we talk about, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I try to circle back. <laughs> Jen Saki. <laughs> Democrats. <laughs> every time, every time I hear circle back now, I'm just like, oh, don't do <laughs> I can't even watch a White House press briefing anymore. <laughs> we'll circle back to that. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but yeah, I mean, everything is just mental emotional you know like our, our whole life and i i don't know i gotta i gotta talk about that because mm-hmm. that's what we're trying to do i think that's like the whole theme is you know like we gotta plug what we're gonna be doing here more often mm-hmm. and that is 
the community, you know, like, I mean, I think the only word that we keep using is the merchandise and wearing stuff, but really we talked about on the first one and tried to break it down into like, it's a community. Like we're trying to, we want to build a community, you Mm -hmm. know? And yeah, the only thing that you really have to do that we only, like the only thing that we really have to represent it is probably clothing. But the other thing that we got to do to represent it is talk, you know, Mm -hmm. like talk, talk, talk about shit that, is usually uncomfortable exactly you know and it's like i've just I'm, I'm learning so so much more about people like the more you get to the more you get to dig and we just talked about that the other day with our meeting was like why is it important why is it important to know your people mm-hmm. you know and it's like for anybody that hears this if you are in any type of job or any type of leadership position or even shit i don't care if you're a you know a high school middle school teacher, uh, sports coach, uh, you know, athlete with teammates. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like in the military, like we are, but anywhere we're going to be in any sort of leadership position. If you don't understand the importance of let's just, let's call it getting into the weeds. Like I like that term because we have to use that a lot in our job, but getting into the weeds with someone is, Hey, you know, let's sit down get into the weeds is like, I'm going to ask you, how are you? How's your home life? Mm-hmm. How is this going? How's that going? You seen anybody? How's that going? And that might seem intrusive, but I mean, if you're not asking at all, then you, you, you're not going to learn anything about them. And then when they blow up one day and you're wondering why, not saying that everyone's like about to boil over, but mm-hmm. life is life. I mean, you just, you know how to approach people better. You know, I mean, the more you know about me, the more you probably realize why the hell I am the way I am. Exactly. You know, like I just, I just never understood that concept of people <laughs> were just like, I don't like this person. I'm just like, have you ever like heard their story? No. I'm like, why would I want to care about if I hear their story? I'm like, maybe if you heard what was going on with them, yeah. or at least heard like what happened for them, you'd understand why they are the way they are. Yeah. You know, which is definitely something I like believe in. And I can also identify how many times I've done that, you know, which is not easy to say either, but it's at least it's identified, mm-hmm. you know, like. Yeah, like from now on, I could be like, yo, I don't like how that person talks. I don't like how they act. But I've also met people in the past who once I got to know them, I realized they had insecurities mm-hmm. about certain things. And maybe they're just shit. Maybe they could just tell somebody and they'd stop acting that way. Exactly. You know, or they tell everybody, like tell everybody. Yeah. That's my thing. It's like no one's like one of the biggest things for us is like, you know, the the head case stuff and all that 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 literally represents like yeah i got a lot of shit but now i'm open to like telling everybody mm-hmm. as difficult as it may be because if they don't respond well to me i know damn well that i can just find someone else that will exactly like fucking cut them out mm-hmm. cut them out and i think yeah. some people just can't or find it so difficult to cut other people off and I, that's one thing i could say I could take from the East Coast. I'm so good at it. Bro, like, (laughs) when I was stationed in Virginia beforehand, and and there's nothing against the West Coast, obviously. West Coast raised, I mean, Nigerian too, but, like, nobody really on this side besides military that I know is real. Like, nobody really goes for, like, the real nitty-gritty until you have to really sit there and actually pull it out of them, right? The one thing I could respect when I was stationed in Virginia is, like, people would just straight up tell you. (laughs) Like, Like, yo, like, I just don't. I don't respect that way. I don't like the way this is. I'm like, like, and of course, like my, for me, it was just like, 
this is kind of weird because I've been so raised to like cushioning people and like cushioning it before you like drop the bomb on people. Yeah, yeah. They just drop the fucking bomb. And I'm like, I respect that yeah. way more. Recover because, faster. Exactly. Uh, I was like, oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. But like when you have that small cushion of somebody consistently saying like, eh, you're good, it's okay. But then they're truly saying like, I, I wish you'd fucking fail. Like, I don't like you. Like, yeah. something. like stuff like that, like it hurts more because then you had this belief that there are one thing when they were the entire opposite. And now you're sitting here thinking like, damn, now I need to map more people out. When reality, there's, you know, be honest from the start. I actually have a couple of good examples of, um, of kind of what we're talking about as far as just being open. Mm-hmm. So I don't forget, I'm gonna write this down real quick. We're not that great yet with remembering everything. Of but course not. <laughs> so the whole being blatantly open has been such a theme for me that has honestly like been, you know, I mean, I've never, I've never been like so dark that I've wanted to like, you know, harm myself, but I would definitely say in some aspects saved a lot of my like mental, emotional last year and a half, two years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got to a point where I was like, you know, I, I don't, I don't ever say that I was depressed because I've never been to a psychiatrist. So like, mm-hmm. I would say though, that I probably was for like, it was a really, really short period of time. This was like a year and a half ago. And normally I would figure out something to just like keep trucking, you know, but the first thing I did was like, I got to work. This is when uh, Davis was working, mm-hmm. right? Davis, dope. I'll, yeah. send this, I'll send this to you. Um, <laughs> but first thing I did was go in the office. I closed the door and I was like, I need to talk to you. Like, I didn't, he didn't ask me anything. I just sat down and started, like, just told him all kinds of crap. And I was like, sorry, you know, not really sorry. Like, yeah. you know, there's no apology, but you always have that, like, apologetic, like, sorry, I just dumped all this on you. He's yeah. like, like, no, man, it's good. You need to, like, get it out because, that that helps him. And I started to understand that I wasn't in his position, but when you are in that position, that's what you need to do. Cause he didn't dig it out of me. But like, if you can convince people, if you can convince your people, if you're in a leadership position to come to you like that, you're like, yo, thank you. Cause we're on the same page now. Exactly. I'll help you work out work schedule and kind of save your mentality. So I think that was probably the first time. And then ever since then, I've been so like it's been so easy for me to jump into our leadership's offices at any time and be like, yo, close it over. Like, I know you didn't ask, but and like, just let it out. And like, they always take it really well. They like the, okay, I hear you. Cool. And then you walk out like, all right, cool. I feel like I'm leaving. Like, I got to break off. My because someone knows. Exactly. You know, it's like, and you're not a freak. Mm-hmm. And so when, and you know, one thing that was, I, you know, it's not eye opening because I already know this, what I'm talking about right now but it made me feel bad was like, I've, you know, I was in treatment, technically still in treatment, right? Technically. But um, when I was going through treatment, like in the group sessions, this is for alcohol abuse disorder. And I felt like I had a good, a pretty good grasp already on a lot of, a lot of things that we were learning, but it was nice, like refreshing. And it was good to like be validated in a lot of ideas, but there were a couple of people, you know, one specifically really cool girl, but she was talking about how, um this isn't aa by the way okay like i'm not naming anybody i'm just talking about situations that i think mm-hmm. um but she's talking about how you know she's having a hard time and there are mornings when she like doesn't want to get up doesn't want to get out of bed can't really like even move and in my mind i'm like this is why it's so important to be on i'm not saying anything but i'm like this is why it's so important to be honest because i have people i could i could just say that to mm-hmm. 
you know mm-hmm. like if you were closer i could be like yo bro like i'm in a really bad place i can't even get a bank you help me exactly like you but, your resources. but instead it was like i gotta what was it she would say like i gotta call my friend mm-hmm. in quotes because this is where i this is where i so there's one thing i want to make clear to people it's like you need to you need to redefine your term you know and it'd be like i gotta call them and joke about how i don't want to make pancakes and they come make pancakes just to have someone there mm-hmm. and not tell them exactly why what you're actually doing or going through mm-hmm. or feeling and i just want to be like yo that's not your friend exactly like or maybe they or maybe they would be if you would just be honest like exactly and I get maybe, you know, it's harder for people. I've gotten to a point where I just feel like, boom, it's so good. Like it, it always works. And yeah, the second that it doesn't work, fuck you. Exactly. You know, exactly. like who cares, you know, but yeah, I just, I just want to be like, I'm just going to give you a hug. Like next time call me, you know, exactly. cause it's like, that's not a real friend. And maybe they would be, be more open. And then the other one um, that was similar to that. Oh, was an example. It was an example. It was like an exercise kind of on the we're like right on the board and the counselor was like let's say you know you're in this program and you go to a work meeting and you know a lot of things where people are like triggers are from work or from communication from people leadership stuff right now let's say you go to like a, a work party and there's alcohol and you know everyone's trying to hand you stuff and you're working on sobriety right mm-hmm. and people are like um uh, like, oh, shit, it was basically like, what excuses, right? Let's yeah. write them on the wall. What excuses would you use? And it was like, I got to get up early. I actually have to leave in a minute. I'm going to be driving. I'm the DD. Yeah. Uh, I'm allergic, mm-hmm. like shit like that. And I was like, I'm a recovering alcoholic. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, yeah, I guess. You know, like, like my aunt, dude, my answer was never right, right? Mm-hmm. Which is fucking stupid because I'm a recovering alcoholic. Guess what? It's fucking honest. Mm-hmm. Like, and she was like, if you're comfortable enough saying that, and I was like, what do you mean? Like, if I'm comfortable enough lying mm-hmm. and saying some bullshit, then I should be able to be saying the actual yeah, truth. <laughs> I'm allergic. I'm not. I'm actually so not allergic that I have a problem. That, <laughs> that, that's the big thing, dude. That's, you know? that's the big thing. Like, certain people just aren't comfortable enough to just spit out the truth for what it is because it's they're really that judgment. That's literally the point of this. Mm-hmm. Dead serious. That's literally the point of this. Like, I, can, I can't really say it any better way than like that exact that wording like i want people to wrap a fucking head case hat or a mm-hmm. beanie and a straight jacket hoodie yeah or this other <laughs> shit that i'm making and be like yeah i got a lot of fucked up shit in my head but mm-hmm. i'll tell you about it i don't even know who you are exactly but like i'll tell you about it if you want to hear about it because because i'm not weird and more than likely that person has a story too mm-hmm. you know and they just don't tell anybody because they're blocked off too mm-hmm. you know and a lot of people are so like just move on, bro. It's your past. Your past is your past. Your future is your future. Presence right now, bro. It's like, <laughs> it's like I get it, and like, good for you. I just, mm-hmm. it's different for everybody, yeah. and everybody kind of has different strides in this sort of thing called life, man. And yeah. when you're sitting here trying to be like, you should do it this way, you know damn well that you can't be sitting here when you're doing going through the same exact shit, but just aren't willing to put it up on the table. But it's yeah. like. If you're able to actually see that there's an, there's an issue, discuss it with people and actually find solutions because we're so society now is so used to finding problems that we don't ever want to give solutions. We just want to be like, figure it out. <laughs> you know? I feel already, like, I have a lot more stories to share, but I already, even just after the first few, I already feel so much mm-hmm. different. Like, 
you know, it's not even like all of our six people that have heard this, exactly. like whatever. But I mean, the fact that it could be open to anybody on the planet mm-hmm. could hear certain things and it's like out there. I'm like, oh, like just, just take it, exactly. you know? And mm-hmm. it's, it's a cool feeling instead of just this fucking, yep. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but the same thing though, with that whole pressure of just trying to croak it down. Yeah. That's, that's society too. Cause a lot of people yeah. are just like, I don't want oh, to hear that shit. Keep that shit to yourself, bro. Like, like darkening the room, bro. Like, <laughs> like, like trying to have a good fucking yeah, time. Yeah, kill the mood, man. Thanks, man. Thanks. <laughs> Alcoholic, really? You're just like, yeah. dude, like I'm when, struggling. You're when really, me personally, yeah. I think any type of conversation the dude, I don't care if we're outside having drinks and around a bonfire, like at a whatever, having a good time. I, deep conversations are so stimulating mm-hmm. to me. Like they're so intriguing. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and I think it's I, even if it is just a couple people or a few people, and it's like it does get dark and deep. There's something about that like vulnerability coming from that person that I respect. Like mm-hmm. that I they're like. I'm not sympathizing, You're but right. I'm like it's like drawing me to them because they're they're trusting you with mm-hmm. so much weight. Like it's actually kind of it's like a huge compliment. It is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like a huge compliment from exactly. someone who you probably maybe think is a friend or mm-hmm. maybe not a friend or maybe it's a really good friend. And then all of a sudden, if you think if you're like, oh man, darkening the mood, bro, if you make jokes about it. That all that does to them is like okay, I can't really do that to them. I can't. I can't. I can't really, exactly. Yeah. Because you're judging, and that's it's not fair to judge, especially when you're a human being too. Or you're projecting because you can't do it. Exactly. You know? Like I've I've been with family. I'm not trying to call out any family members of mine, but <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> you, know, you know who you are. Like I'm when listening, but I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out my wife. Go go for it, man. I'm just, like I, I've been I've been around family members like that who like I generally like relied on to actually like hear my information and hear my, the struggles I was going through. Yeah. And like, I had to come back with, Hey, well, you just got to figure it out, bro. Hey, hey you know, it, it sucks, but you know, it is what it is. And like, it, it was terrible. Cause I'm like, I get it. Like, you know, life is life. I'm going to have to just live these like struggles as is, but like, that's one reason why I mentor these future sales even deeper whenever they're dealing with something where I'm just like, yeah going more in depth because I feel like everybody needs to hear that stuff. The more you're educated on exactly what's going on in your life and how you should probably go about it, even though it's not your life, giving ideas is better than giving nothing and say, figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I don't like when people have that like mentality to where they're just like, well, I was raised that way. So he could get them, get it on his own or they can, or she, he or she, whatever they want to do and get it on their own. It's just like, what are you doing? Like everybody on this earth is meant to at least leave some mark on it. And if you're going to be that person that's going to leave a mark of, well, I didn't teach you anything, but you had to figure it out for yourself. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, we, yeah, that was a huge topic. It's a huge topic for me mm-hmm. because it just hits home for me as far as like people, people Bro. like to say that I like to learn the hard way. Mm-hmm. I don't like to learn the hard way. I was never told exactly. anyway, mm-hmm. you know, like I was never, I was never given any direction or wisdom or anything like i literally wasn't mm-hmm. some people are like oh yeah he doesn't listen he has to learn the hard way it's like well i don't know any different mm-hmm. like you know i try a little bit of everything luckily never went to jail mm-hmm. like but yeah i mean now i know i mean actually there's an interesting concept too um but i i truly do believe that you know i don't Making mistakes are okay. Yeah. Failing's okay, right? As long as you're not hurting anybody. Exactly. Things like that, which I've which I've never done, mm-hmm. you know. But I have, you know, done plenty of made plenty of mistakes, failures, done 
pretty crappy things like never hurt you know people um but i do believe that anyone with real trial and tribulation and has been to a true bottom has a greater capacity than most people like not not most people i don't mean like intelligence wise no but i mean life socially and mm -hmm. with acceptance and wisdom and taking on mm -hmm. taking on difficult things it's like oh i've i've already been to the bottom dude I, so like i don't have a threshold for not 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 i have a very high threshold sorry for uh difficult people problem situations mm -hmm. life stuff i mean it gets to me but i also know damn well that like i nothing can compare to where i've already been so that greater capacity in your mind not a lot of people have because they, they think they do mm -hmm. you know but you don't. And that's where it's like the one big thing that gets me too, I think was with the whole hierarchy mm -hmm. of the hierarchy of, you know, our job and what mm -hmm. we do and you being forced to respect certain people. Some deserve it. Some don't exactly me where I've been and they don't know that. That makes it hard. Exactly. You know? Um, I mean, a little background on myself, uh, moving forward yeah, into it. dude, like, oh. For me being raised up with my family, right? like both of my parents moved to the States from Nigeria. Um, I was obviously born in California, uh, but like my entire life, my parents went through the struggles for me, right? And I was just a person that made it, you know, just made it through. When it came to schooling, I wasn't the best in, in the education area, but my parents would help me through everything. Mom would like do all my papers and whatnot, that elementary school, don't, don't come back and come back, you know? <laughs> come back to sixth grade, bro. <laughs> but like my mom would do all that hard work for me. My dad would literally just sit there and just tell me exactly how I should go about acting in this way and acting like just being a, a professional guy. You know, and like I had all those guidances and whatnot. And I fully agree that someone like you that struggled a lot, a lot more growing up knows way more and is set up better than the average person that gets pretty much everything. Cause I, I can say honestly, I got everything. Like even when they came to high school, like my parents made it very well. Like right now, they have like a freaking $2.5 million house getting ready to sell it, go back to free. They're going to move into Atlanta. You God, know, what I'm dude, they're, they're like, they set us up, man. And like, I saw that gr the grind and drive and that set me up. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I mean, there were still things that like we missed on that. Like I was different from my parents because with both my parents, like they're really stubborn, but like, I, I can say they're not really too emotional, you know? I, that I could say out of my siblings, mostly I'm the most emotional one. And that, that was something that I had to struggle to learn. And that's where like, when it came to relationships, I was struggled with the most because I was always letting my emotions take hold of the action rather than seeing for seeing the situation for what it is, you know? Mm -hmm. But we got, regardless of that, like I fully agree with how you going through a lot more regardless of how bad it was, was better. Like the only reason why I'm humble to a certain degree is because I've been raised in two different countries, mm -hmm. right? I've been raised in the States, but I've also been raised in Nigeria. And going back home to Nigeria, I, there's a lot of aquasis in this, on this earth, unless you, know, <laughs> unless you know, but like going back to Nigeria, like humbled me more to realize that, you know, nothing really, nothing good comes easy. Like it all comes with hard work and like even trying to leave Nigeria to come to the States, it's a whole process in itself, trying to get your naturalization, bro. That's yeah. almost like a whole two year process. And like seeing all these things and like having to work and go to school there too. Like it made me who like the culmination of who I am now. And have I, do I learn everything the best? Probably not. I'm still pretty slow from time to time. I'm a guy, but like, 
<laughs> but but generally, man, like I, I highly agree that someone like you that's been through more shit is able to take on more stuff and not let it affect them more. Like I, I've been a person that I've struggled, you know, like I've struggled with taking on pain and strife and all this sort of stuff because like I, I'm so used to being that good person. And I my mindset growing up was always if you be good to people and show them like this, you're a good person, regardless of if they don't like you or whatnot, they're always gonna try and treat you in a good way. Right. Mm-hmm. But I, I learned through being cheated on relationships and being like cursed out by people and like not even just in the military, but like out and out and about out here. I'm thinking that, you know, like telling me I'm not shit or anything like that for doing nothing to them, you know, but just treating them like a, a nice, genuine person. How like it just turned around and hit me in the face where I'm over here just like, what did I do to you? You know, like <laughs> I, I was being a nice, genuine person. I said, hello, like, I'm just cool with you. You ever want to talk to me? I'm here, I'm here to listen. You know, you need some help picking that up. That's just the person I was, but I always found myself struggling more to just get past that pain because again, I was, I've been raised in this mindset. And it's just me. My parents, my parents are somewhat, I'm somewhat like my parents, but not really. <laughs> my siblings will say that all the time, I'm nothing like either one of them. <laughs> but like when it came down to just doing, being a good person, being treated like shit for it, like I, I never, I, I've still struggled to get past that, you know, mm-hmm. like when you're over here being nice and genuine to people and like we have like a good conversation like this, we're bros, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're brothers straight up. But like for me to go to somebody else, like uh, I'm really close with, I think I'm really close with them to turn around and be like, no, you're fake. Like, I don't really like you. Like, and it's just like, what did I do to you? <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, man. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was a hot topic for me. You know, like, you know, a buddy of mine who's on here too, peers sometimes, but, um, you know, his like rebuttal to me was, a really good point. I get I get infuriated with. I really do get infuriated on a day to day basis of like the common decency of the people nowadays, right. or just the lack of it. I should mm-hmm. say, you know. But then you know his 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 rebuttal to what I said was fantastic because mm-hmm. the kid is annoyingly intelligent. You know, like he's I think you're 25, Pierce, but um, <laughs> he's annoyingly intelligent. Um, not, I'm totally joking, but it's a lot of yeah. Like, a lot of wisdom for mm-hmm. that kid's age, you know, but it's just funny when I say, you know, the lack of decency as far as just manners and chivalry to your fellow citizen and mm-hmm. things like that. And, you know, he, he said some funny stuff uh, on the first or second podcast we were talking about those things. And I was like, all right, well, I guess it's not that big a deal. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I guess I'll just bring all myself in. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, he made some funny points about it. But, um, yeah, because I'm trying to let that bother me less and less. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I said something about like the golden rule and I added something to the golden rule. He's like, you know, treat others how you want to be treated. Just, just don't expect them to treat you back. Exactly you know? the exact same way. Yeah. It's like, and just don't just don't expect it and mm-hmm. you'll be happier. You can, my mom even told me too, she was like, be the example. Mm-hmm. I told her about, you know, I just call her a bitch about the same thing. Yeah. Like, What's with people now? <laughs> I don't say excuse me unless you're over 60. That would be like leaving the door open, man. They're like slamming in front of your face. <laughs> like, yeah. like, oh, you should you be like pulling the door over for somebody and just walk in. <laughs> like, bitch. <laughs> like they go right before everybody. Hold that door, stupid. <laughs> like, I want to like grab them by the throat and throw them out like, and shut the door. Try again. <laughs> try yeah, let's do that again. <laughs> it's like... I don't know, just dumb shit like that infuriates me. I mean, it's only because, I know we talked about this a while ago, but it's only because, like, when I was a kid, bro, mm-hmm. you get the straight, like, bro, straight up, back of the head. I would, like, get bro, kicked what? in the back of my calf every single time, like, <laughs> yeah. when I grab the door, but as soon as, like, like, I pull that thing, they just kick my fucking back. Like, oh, shit, okay, let me pull this door open. <laughs> <laughs> you <took> me, <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Take it easy. 
And yeah. like, oh, I, I could actually definitely get into that discipline aspect with kids, bro. Like nowadays, holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Not not trying to say this to any kids out here, any like young adults right now, but I'm gonna be honest with you, a lot of y'all needed an asshole. <laughs> a lot of y'all really needed one because the way I see society now with even that, or even like like holding a, a woman a certain way, like flinging people around and not even trying to do like the basic decencies of just being like, thank you. Yeah. You know, like people will just be like, well, excuse me. And they'll be like, fuck you. Like, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Like just, that's that basis, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know, man. It's weird. I mean, I, I don't think it's really expected from anybody anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just, but that's, that's the thing though. I feel like with that complacency of thinking that you could just do whatever you want or like you're like that specialty thing where you're just like well society does it this way but seeing i'm so special why do i have to do it that way you know and it's just like well i mean it's just common courtesy man these things were put into play because this this is what people like to see regardless of if you're in a good uh, having a good day or a bad day even if you don't like a person like if they respectfully open the door for you the, the thing to do naturally is just be like hey appreciate it yeah, I may not freaking like you. I mean, I like the way you smell, but at least you open the door for me. Like, yeah. it's those small, it's the little things. I think the little things are what people always over. Like, those little things always matter. Yeah. I'm still very much like, <laughs> me and like anybody that I, you know, if you're hanging out with them, you're probably about the same person. But exactly. like, I'm still very much like, almost to a door and they let it close. I'm just like, oh, cool. cool. <laughs> you know? but like, what are they going to do? Like, turn around and be like, and, and, and like, that's, you know, so I'm like, I get so bad. Like, oh, real cool. Real nice guy. <laughs> Not the door slam my face. Like, what do they give a shit? Like, why should they care? Like, mm-hmm. here's was funny because he was just like, he was like, when you say excuse me to somebody, <laughs> it's just, it, it, it stumped me. It stumped me because I was like, fuck, you're right. He was like, when you say excuse me to somebody in the store, are you saying excuse me because you want a response? Or are you saying excuse me because you feel like you actually burden them and you're mm-hmm. just saying excuse me? I'm like, for the response? <laughs> I don't, like, I don't know, man. Like some, sometimes I just generally, like, even for me, like even if I'm walking past you, I'm like, excuse me. Like, yeah, it's just I like, do too. It's just I feel I don't feel like I need the response. Like it's for the response. I just feel like it's just genuinely a common courtesy because like too. certain ways, like you could like literally just ram some, your shoulder into somebody yeah. if you're not playing football. Even, obviously, even when someone's like in an aisle at the store, yeah. and they're standing the opposite side looking at something. Mm-hmm. They're out of the way, but even when I walk in front of their line of sight, I'm just like, excuse me. Yeah, excuse me. Like because you're looking right there. Yeah, exactly. You know? It's like. <laughs> I shouldn't have to, no, but it's just, you know, dude, my favorite though, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Good God, this gets me pissed off. <laughs> People that like play chicken with you. Like, I, oh, and I think it's because us being in the military, especially like boot camp and especially being on a ship, you mm-hmm. learn damn well to walk against a wall. Exactly. That's just, that's yeah, common courtesy also because yeah. you can't be an asshole walking down the middle of a P-way or a hallway right? Like anywhere you go, but people are stupid. I'm walking either by myself or I have a full grocery cart. Oh man. And like walk to the store and I, you know, I always, I stay to the right because mm-hmm. that's the whole United States. It's like <laughs> we drive on the right. We walk on the right. You enter and exit buildings on the right. Mm-hmm. And it's like everywhere I go, dude, there's always someone, I, the worst is when I'm looking down at their phone and I'll just stop right in front of them until they hit my cart. And I'm like, Hello. <laughs> watch where you're walking, dumbass. But then there's other there's other people who just look at you the whole way. And then like I'm all dude, this just happened recently. I was all the way on the right, mm-hmm. like literally going by like the like damn near touching the aisle. Yeah. And this girl and her mom, like the girl splits off, and you could tell in her mind, she was like, Oh fuck, I'm just committed. I'm committed. I'm <laughs> like she was almost in my car and literally just goes like this. <laughs> and like I have to be like, I just stop 
right in front of her and she's literally doing this and there's a whole side of the aisle and i was like are you fucking serious like, as i walked by i was like why like oh i i could now commit it it's like what are you Dude, doing i i honestly could say i'm guilty of like the car thing because I, I think i've done that more coming back home than i did back when i was stationed in virginia i think it's just me pulling away from when i was like fully military to when we were recruiting where you're yeah. not in your any bases like you see if she's out of town it's definitely a recruiter so it's yeah. just like oh, see <laughs> and like i've definitely been guilty of being that person where i just like started going into the middle because i'll be on the right I'll start fading down the middle and just like I'll look up and I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> like a whole squad of people coming. I'm like, oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> so I got a couple actually just talking about carts. I don't know why. A couple of the funniest times of my life were with bro- shopping carts. Mm-hmm. But my uh Colin, who's always on here. Um I remember actually this was we were in the mall of the Emirates, right? Yeah. And there was dude, we were only there for a couple of days. So it was like Vlog Wadi, and then I think we were in the Mall of the Emirates for an afternoon for like six hours yeah and there was that store there that's pretty much like a it's like a walmart it's mm-hmm. like there's just an everything store yeah and we probably walked around there for hours like just doing just killing time yeah and you know i'd say a lot of other countries you know the u.s is kind of bad too not like with covid but a lot of the countries have much less of a space bubble like zero yeah. space bubble 100%. like they'll just walk up stand next to you in line like like just weird right yeah. and I, I hate it like it just it bugs me <laughs> and so both of us are walking around just doing nothing looking at stuff and he keeps almost getting literally just hit by people with their cart because they're just like you know like they'll literally through, just like, like hit you and like he's like dude i swear because he is like he's just he's tabbed out this is zero to 100 real oh, quick yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an idol at night you know mm-hmm. and so he's like do i swear to god and like some little old lady, not old, old, yeah. older little lady, like hit his leg and he legit was like, and just like, <laughs> took the cart and just shoved it down the aisle. It's like, <laughs> just like threw this lady. He was like, God. And he's like, we just can't stand the, the that space bubble thing. Yeah. Dude. But dude, like, okay, so one of the best stories I have, and this is, this one, and actually both of these stories, okay, like pretty much the same thing, but both these stories, 1,000% true. Um, I worked at Safeway from, in Auburn from like 18 to 20, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, again, not the best time of my life, yeah. but <laughs> the job was fun. Yeah. You know, everything else was not so good. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so I was, I was outside on like a cart hour mm-hmm. and doing some other stuff <laughs> so anyways i came back inside we'll just say distracted yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i came back or maybe it's like, it like a 10 minute break i think yeah like car hour there's a 10 minute break i came back in distracted mm-hmm. and um i was looking straight down at the floor the whole time i was walking in and i went straight because i was a bagger right yeah so i went straight to the check stand and I'm literally, I do, I, I swear to God, didn't look up at all because I was just looking straight down, got to the check stand, opened up the bag and just started, you know, yeah, OCD in my way through plastic bags. I used to love, <laughs> I used to love bagging bags. Because yeah. I have like, dude, it was like Tetris. I used yeah. to get compliments on, on how you cart, have, yeah. on the cart. Like, wow, this is beautiful. I'm like, I know. And uh, so I'm like looking down, I'm like flying, packing bags and like a pet peeve 
of mine is when like a person would have a huge order, like a ton of stuff on the belt and just packed mm -hmm. and they would hold onto their cart, you know, like up where they were yeah. instead of like pushing push it forward so, so you can actually put it in there. Yeah. So again, tunnel vision down, right? Just doing this, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I, I, this dude, like, I only look up enough. You have no idea. <laughs> so like, dude, so I only look up enough to see like the beginning of the cart, which is like a good reach, yeah. you know? And dude, I, so I reach and I gank the cart to me. And as I do that, I look up and this little old lady has an oxygen tank attached in the basket to her, hey! to her face. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yo. <laughs> Dude, I yanked this like 80 year old lady by her head. You almost killed her. <laughs> you no, know, I this, this is what happened. I go like this and I just hear. <laughs> Dude, I yanked the grocery cart so hard it pulled the tube like this. She was like, oh. Like, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I'm gonna get fired. Like, you know, the, the cashier was like, because <laughs> I not looked up once, dude, and I pulled that thing so hard. It was like a mini tank, like where kids sit, attached to her face. And I was like, dude, this is it. Like, that, this, I didn't know what happened after that. I was just like in shock. And then she was like, it's fine, it's fine, like facing herself. And I was like, oh my God. Oh, dude, I can only, oh man, I shit myself. No cap. That was, that was like the best day. <laughs> Yo! No, it was like, it was so messed up. I was like, I cannot believe that just happened. Like, of all the people. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, I felt bad. And then, like, okay, so what's weird is, I'm telling you right now, this was not much, this was not long after that happened. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, probably a different cashier. Um, but, like, the exact same thing, just different situation. Like, I had the cart and little old ladies, so like, you know, cart is, let's say off the ground, you know, this high, right. From like here. Mm -hmm. And she was short, like had to be a short old lady. Right. And somehow they got like a 40, 50 pound bag of dog food up on the belt. Right. Which I was like, Oh, just throwing an attitude already. Cause yeah. I was like, why are they putting this up here? <laughs> I'm just leaving the cart, scanning, you know? <laughs> so I like, I had the cart right here next to me. Yeah. I picked up the dog bag and I went to put it underneath the cart. Right. So like I bent down just enough to get it in there and I went like this and threw it in there. And at the same time, the little lady had reached down to like grab something under the cart and dude, the, <laughs> the handle of the cart hit her in the forehead. <laughs> Yo. Yeah. The cart handle hit her in the forehead and this lady goes, shit. WWE grocery smackdown. Just bro. Forehead. <laughs> Yo! Like, oh my god! Like, I just keep <laughs> fucking up old people. I just keep beating up old ladies, dude. Like, I didn't know what was going on. I'm not agreeing with this, people. I just want to let you guys know. I'm just. It I'm was just... accidents. They were like the funniest accidents ever. Yo, that is very. That's very. Dude, working at a grocery store is so entertaining. Like it. It people don't know how much of like a. Uh, oh like a really messed up community is going on in there mm -hmm. like the people that work in there they're weird bro most right. most of them are weird like you've been to winko before yeah yeah, yeah. i think like, i've been there like my whole life dude yeah, they're just really strange people i think like it's winko and walmart after dark <laughs> yeah. that's where like it starts getting like 
That's like where the wild things are. Bro, for real. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, dude. Do you ever go to Walmart at like 11, dude? Dude. You're like, yo, where are you hiding? Like, during the day. Yeah, like, bro. Like, it's just, you come out of your cave. I just feel like there's like a little hole that's like under the store that just start crawling out of. <laughs> just it's like, like <laughs> I need the savings. <laughs> It's Dude. so weird. Uh, I just, uh, I tell you, Walmart is a, and Twinko is very interesting. I had a curious, actually, I had a, a harder question I was curious about yeah. asking. Yeah. Um, we don't have to get too far into it, but I do have a, a concept behind it, too. Okay. I want to talk about race. Okay. No, okay. Dude, of course. <laughs> okay. I mean, I figured it would be. I just like <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna ask Colin Pierce. He's like, no, 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 no. What was it like in your fucking white neighborhood? But no, I, I like, I, I'm literally, I'm legitimately curious if you've had any. I really am curious if you had any type of like situations or things that yeah. you've dealt with that I've dealt with. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I mean. It's not like the basic stuff of just like, remember when I think it was Patty when he was over here talking to one of the future sailors, he was just like, hey man, you should be out there because you're athletic. And then Foster runs out. I was like, just because he's black? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, he's like, no, no, that's not like, I just, he just, yeah. uh, like, so I'm not athletic. <laughs> one, uh, one thing I dealt with the most, and I've dealt with it from, and, and I've talked to my girl and her family about this too, and even with my family, because my family is big on this too, like racism between both. Uh, people of the opposite race and people within my own race right and I mean like black people included and the one thing that I realized on both ends like was especially in Virginia on the, the white people side they, they were looking at me like a spirit chucker like I've, I've heard that people were just like Mufasa like spirit chucker like, like and I'm like looking at them I'm just like dude that's not funny like and like you should probably chill but like they didn't they, they didn't know any better but at the same time it was just like bro like why would you do that like it's it's may seem funny to you but like at least I know where I'm from, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And like, and on the opposite end for like black people is like both, right? Like I've had black friends that be like, oh, like he was like out there hunting in the woods. Like, and I'm like, that's not, and like the knock knock sounds, I don't understand that concept. You know, that's the <laughs> like that's the truth. Like, <laughs> I'm not laughing at it. No, I know, 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 oh, like, you're from Nigeria, like, like, do you guys even have houses, like, mud huts, like, even when I went on deployment, right in between Spain and Morocco, we were going right through that passing, right, and, like, everybody on the ship, like, came up to me, as we were pulling alongside uh, Morocco, and they were just like, dude, like, where are all the giraffes and the fucking mud huts, and they, like, half of them were dead <laughs> serious, like, they were like, bro, and I was like, you guys really, <laughs> really think this is, like, and, and I, I can't, like I can blame them but at the same time. I can't blame certain people who have never been because like society here is, like, is literally degraded. It's ignorant, it's bro. Like I literally, with those 10, 10 uh, cents commercial when they talk about save a child for 10 cents or whatnot, they literally get off the plane and go to the most homeless part of any part of Africa. And then, and they just take a recording of it. And that pisses me off. Cause I'm just like, 
Then we're look, getting looked at and depicted as like uneducated. Mm-hmm. This is what we do. We're spirit checkers. So when we go back, we only have like a loincloth for clothes. We don't know yeah. what vehicles are, like guns. And, and like, I've dealt with that. Um, <clears throat> that shit was, it was frustrating at times. Other times I just kind of like laugh it off. I'm just like, I know, like, I know who I am. I know it's nothing bad. And like, it was sad from both fronts because I've always been a person of equal opportunity, like to a fold. I don't really care what color you are, right? Like for us, man, like I see a fucking human being. <laughs> I don't care what your skin tone is, where your background is from, whatnot. Like if you treat me well, I'm gonna treat you well. Whatever your beliefs are, I respect them. I'm not gonna sit here and throw my beliefs on you and be like, you're wrong. Like we're both fucking human. We're probably both wrong anyway. <laughs> but we're wrong together. We're wrong together, man. We're wrong together. But either be right together, either way, but like my my issue with it um was that people never truly tried to like relate or understand or try and understand because like we can never truly understand the history and background behind how our lives are gone or whatnot but like the the times i'm hearing even black people talk about like you sound too white too proper i'm like oh too white like this is like now we're like depicting black people as exactly what racist people think we are (laughs) and i'm just like we're not really going anywhere with that the the language thing is really interesting to me because you know i like it sounds like a joke because people joke about it all the time but mm-hmm. i just hate stupid people mm-hmm. i don't care what they look like mm-hmm. you know i and not like not necessarily just uneducated i would i base it more off of like your actions and like what your moral and ethical views things like that you mm-hmm. know like not you know not like literally being stupid yeah. just you know making bad decisions being a bad person mm-hmm. you know but um the language thing i think is really interesting because Again, like if you're in the U.S. and you speak English, I think that there are like you you can definitely be using uh, too much, you know, slang, like no matter what color you are. Of course. And that to me is very like very Mm clickish. Like you're trying to separate yourself. Exactly. You know, whereas your proper side that's literally just trying to be more eloquent Mm -hmm. i think Mm -hmm. you know i don't think it's better than Mm -hmm. i think you're just trying to i don't know i think just trying to communicate in a nice clear way that everybody understands you know like or at least you can actually understand like see in some perspective that makes sense yeah yeah i don't think that you using an over abundance of slang that i don't understand is going to make me think that you're like any less than me yeah that was my confusion man yeah. like it was like a really strange thing for me to hear people be like you know you don't even sound black like you're not even really black and i'm like like it get me flustered because I'd be like, like I don't understand what you mean by you're not even black. Like what what is your definition of black? Because from what I thought, it was just our skin, like our history, stuff like that. But at the same time, like everybody's history is gonna be different, mm-hmm. right? When like one big thing I brought up with my girl and them was just like um, how people in like African culture, like we're black and African people, we're, we're at each other's like heads too. We're bumping heads all the time too, because on the African side, we're looked at as the ones that got away, you know, because the majority of black people on this side are over here, just like we were taken, we didn't have an option and they didn't. Right. And the reason why I stand with like, in the middle, because when it comes to black people, like my, my family's always big on saying like, like, and it's not that we're racist or whatnot, just what they've like had dealt with, with certain people saying like yeah. them being of African descent, that they're like less than, or we think we're better than people when we're just working our asses off, right? But like, 
in their perspective, they look at the black community as like a lot of people like that can work or a good amount of people that do work, but not every single one of them is working as hard as like an African person. And then on the other side, like I said beforehand, you have the black community is just like, well, you're just saying that because you were lucky enough to actually know where you're from. We didn't get that option, you know? And like, I stand sternly in the middle because I'm just like, we both have like perfect understanding good arguments and good arguments. But yeah. for me, I'm like, why not work together as a whole? Like yeah, I'm, yeah. I had a, my homeboy named Foreman uh, on my last command, he got off the Navy. But that's my my dude to this day. Um, literally, um, he he found out his roots were from Ghana, and he was just like, "Bro, like I want to go like travel over there and see the culture. I mean, I know exactly what it's like, but I want to see what like see what like, my stamp my stepping stones were from." And I'm like, "That's cool, bro." And I'm like, "Cause I went to Nigeria maybe a couple months beforehand. I just came back, and he was just like, "Man, how did you go about it?" I walked him through the whole process. He went back to Ghana, and like the 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 wisdom that he came back with i could i could never change and he he sit, literally sat there and thanked me till this day about how he was able to go back there and do that yeah. and I, I come back into the states and i'm always going to say america is the greatest not because of like money or anything or like the military or whatnot but like the fact that we have so many people abundance of people from all different backgrounds working together that's what makes america america it doesn't matter what anybody could say how they want to say it right that, like we're the strongest because we we have a bit and piece of every part of the world yeah. in one spot and, yeah. we, and we make it work together you know what i'm saying so that's that same concept i try to bring it back for like my white friends, like I had a friend named Jared. He never met a black person in his life. And when he came to meeting me, <laughs> he was just like, listen, <laughs> I have no idea. Like I've only seen like Black Panther once. <laughs> He's like, I've never, like I saw some people in like in A school and boot camp, but I never really got to like talk to them. And like, yeah. he saw me, he was like, you seem like a really cool dude. And like, I, I never got really offended. Whatever, bro. But like talking to him, man, he, the dude's a freaking jokester as hell. Like his, his family concept was like, like black people like this and you shouldn't mess around with them. He was just like, I didn't, I didn't really know. I was kind of raised around that. And when he started hanging out with me and talking with me more, he was just like, man, fuck what my family just said. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I think like culture is like different culture, especially in the military. It's solid. Only if you're willing to understand or at least try and hear their stories, right? Just like we talked about with me trying to understand you, like me understanding you more often than anybody else, right? And yeah. becoming brothers like that. Yeah. That's how society's supposed to be. Regardless of what you've been raised on, right? You should be open-minded to learn something, yeah. right? Because there's always different avenues. And that's, that's that simple-mindedness that I was dealing with that led me to those certain situations of people thinking that, oh, you're like a spirit chucker or this way and that way. And like, I didn't take too much offense to it. Certain times I did. Certain times I had to step away because I was like, okay, you're going too far, man. Like, yeah. I think that you should probably slow your roll. I'm, and again, for everybody that's listening, not everybody in the military is a freaking racist. I don't want people to sit around and be, be here just like everybody in the military is racist. But there are definitely <laughs> times, just like when it comes to sexual assault or non-equal opportunity, like it happens everywhere, mm -hmm. you know, and that, that was where my cases that I've dealt with. I've dealt with it in California, too. I've dealt with it. In Alabama, that's, that's a place I'll never go back to. <laughs> but it's a real thing. And those are the things I've, I've actually dealt with. Have I overcome them? Yeah. Like, you know, life gives you lemons, you make freaking lemonade. But, you know, I'd be wrong if I wasn't willing to give people guidance on how they should go about it rather than, you know, yeah. actively trying to attack yeah. it. Just say, avoid these people. Exactly. Don't talk to these people. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Or, or at least try and leave them with something like plant the seeds where they can understand. Right, because certain people don't understand from the beginning. No, no, I'm agreeing with yeah, you yeah, that yeah. you shouldn't say yeah, yeah, yeah. to just avoid an entire group of people. Yeah, yeah. To just not fuck with entire groups of people. Yeah. Like, you give them the right way to handle and converse mm -hmm. with people. Like 
I mean, I meant, I meant to, to <laughs> agree. agree. I hear what you mean. Um, like one thing that like I used to, I used to actually write this down in my shop. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it applies to a lot of stuff. Like when you, you know, when that guy said like he was raised this way, mm-hmm. most people, kids are, you know, raised with ideals about anything because mm-hmm. it's all the parents knew or whatever. Mm-hmm. whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. but you know, like the, the definition of dogma. Dogma. Yeah. Mm-mm. So like if you, anybody, I mean, I'm going to read it anyways, but like yeah. if you, you know, take a second and like save it, I think it's an awesome term to like try to apply you know, um, so dogma is a principle or a set of principles laid down by an authority mm-hmm. as incontrovertibly true. So, like, just because someone in authority over you says something that it's incontrovertibly true, mm-hmm. it's not. Yeah. Like, so if you live your life that way, uh, you're never going to experience anything. You're just going to, you're basically just taking the word of anybody who has authority over you for as to be 100% true. Exactly. And so I wrote that down starting in the military <clears throat> because of a lot of ideas that you seem to have, you know, like me, I mean, I'll have a lot of ideas or opinions about how to make things more efficient, how this could be streamlined, how I think we should do it this way. And usually they're, you know, they're never taken into consideration until you're at a certain point. Mm-hmm. But, you know, same thing with how anyone is raised, you know, I don't think you should grow up necessarily thinking that everything is true mm-hmm. that you hear or that you read or whatever, like challenge, challenge leadership, challenge people that tell you certain things that might sound a little off. Mm-hmm. Like even in treatment, bro, I, I got a lot of crap in that treatment. Like I, it actually made me sad to go there because every time I would challenge something that I would hear, I'd get shot down. Mm-hmm. And I was the only person in the room getting shot down just because I'm like, yo, I don't believe everything that you're saying just because it's off of fucking WebMD doesn't mean that it's going to be right for you know, me. It's, going yeah. to, it's different for everyone. And, and when I say challenge, I mean, like, I would just give a different view mm-hmm. to, like, start a conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, like, challenge in a way that just creates more perception, like, a, a different view. Exactly. You know? And, <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean, at one point we were talking about, at one point we were talking about, essentially, nature versus nurture and hobbies. Mm-hmm. It wasn't hobbies, but it was like uh, creative, creative things to do, right? And when it comes to anything, it ba- there was some study. It wasn't even a study, actually. No, that's the problem. Is it wasn't even a study. It was a, <clears throat> a theoretical by a psychologist, right? That fifty percent of who you are is nature, mm-hmm. so biology. Ten mm-hmm. percent was nurture, and the rest was hobbies. So. We read that, got through it like it was nothing. Okay, on to the next thing. I was like, hey, hold up. So you're telling me that like 50% of everything that we are is purely genetics and only and 10% of where we go to school, the people who are our friends, our surroundings, the social status, economic status, the good and bad things that happen to us, the addictions that we come into play, the work stuff we go through, that's 10%. I think that's way too small. <laughs> and so the only argument to that the only argument that that theory and all the other stuff we did in there had to prove that that was correct was that you, your attitude can't change your genetics. Mm-mm. Your attitude can ultimately not anything in nurture affect you. But I was like, that's not so easy for everybody. You know, like, is it ideal? Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your attitude can 100% not have 
anything in your life affect you negatively? <laughs> like, yeah, that's the fucking golden. That's the goal. Yeah. But like 10%. I feel like this. I mean, more. Like, I feel like that I affects you on a deep level, you know, but it's like that. Yeah, the only argument was that, well, your attitude, and that's what we're here for, is like, that's what can fix it. And so, you know, this whole, this whole dogma thing, I really love because challenge things that don't sound right. Don't take everything that just as, as fact mm -hmm. that you hear from somebody, you know, if it's like basic wisdom, you know, then obviously, yeah. But, yeah. But I mean, as far as big decisions, life lessons, I mean, you don't have to always follow that example. Like, especially I, I can see that too, because when joining the military and I know we keep bringing up military, but like, I was the first out of my entire family mm -hmm. that even thought of military as an option. Like, man, even going through it, my dad was probably the only one that was even cool with the idea of me going. And to see like the fruits of my own labor and working through that stuff, it's like taking things into your own hand does work because it's your life. But you should also still be able to take some wisdom, but from those people that are, are people that, like we said earlier, that you can genuinely respect and want your best interests at heart. Can they be incorrect? Yeah, but like you shouldn't take what they say as law. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, no, you should never, you just take it as knowledge that you can add to what you have in your own mind and work around that. Like if it works out and it goes directly down your own, your own guideline, boom, perfect. But if not, yeah, come up with your own beliefs. Exactly. You know, like set your own standards. Yeah. And like once you set those, man, like regardless of what anybody says, like you can always tweak anything you do. But like once you really set or set in stone what you want to be and what you want to do, there's nothing that can actually stop you. <clears throat> no, that's like a really man, it's funny because like when we you have conversations about things and things pop into your brain. Yeah. I haven't actually thought about dogma specifically since that day I like somebody said it and I looked it up or some, I forget exactly what happened, but then I wrote it on the whiteboard and I was like. Because a lot of things people say, you know, or tell you to do is really affects you like mentally or emotionally. You're like, I don't get this. Why am I being told to do this or be this way or whatever? And it's like, play the game, do what you got to do, Exactly. you know, do what you got to do, mm -hmm. but you don't need to leave your life thinking everyone has ultimate authority over your beliefs and your opinions mm -hmm. and things like that. Because, you know, especially in our, our line of work. Mm -hmm. We don't have the luxury of, you know, not accepting what we're told. You know, we kind of have to. Yeah. It's but, like <clears throat> you know, so that's why it might apply to us a little bit more. But it's like, a, it's just a relieving thing. You're like, all right, don't live, you know, don't live life in, you know, the dogma aspect. But, mm -hmm. um, let's see what else I'm going to say. Oh, I have a really interesting thing I want to do actually with you. Yeah. So I thought of a, <clears throat> again, I haven't thought about this in probably a few years, mm -hmm. but I'll give you a little backstory first. So when I was couch hopping, bouncing around, you know, I've like mentioned the homeless period a couple of times on here and just some of the stories, but there was, it's turned into a cool story. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like, but I think at one point I was bouncing around with some friends from school and I was there too long, overstayed my welcome in their place. And the only place I had to go, this was like up here again, Sacramento area, Auburn. And the only place I had to go was my grandmother's in Washington, in Tacoma, mm -hmm. or Spanaway, it was Tacoma. 
whatever it was. And so I remember like my mom picking me up the next morning. I like had my little duffel bag of bullshit and took the train from Sacramento to Washington. Holy crap. It was like a 13 hour train ride, I think, something like that. Really beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Actually, really weird. I mean, very interesting. Um, I wouldn't have expected that. I was like, this is gonna suck. But then uh, they like went through, they went through the mountains and the hillsides and like, you know, places that no other car would ever be able to go. And like, mm-hmm. it was all snowing on the mountainsides. And really, it was like a ride, you know, it was mm-hmm. like a Disney ride. It was kind of cool. And um, the, the stay in Washington wasn't cool, but the train mm-hmm. ride was cool. And yeah. then there was some chick along the way there. This is like how, as long ago as this was, I mean, this was, nine years ago, 10 years ago. And like, as long ago as it was, I remember this so vividly, which just goes to show like how much certain small things affect you. Like it was just like immediately ingrained. Mm -hmm. I heard this personality test from this random chick I met on the train who was like in school for like psychology. Yeah, She gives me this random personality test and I remember the whole thing like in one sitting, never talked to her again, never saw her again. But she gave me the test and I remember all the questions. And I was like, that was, I think it's because of how, how eerily accurate it was at the time. And everyone I've given it to just for fun, it's always scary accurate. And it's like, it's not long. It's, mm-hmm. it's just very interesting. Okay. Um, so yeah, I wanted to do that. Okay. Okay. So write on your phone, write the, like your answers. Okay. Okay. Um, and anybody listening if you're listening to this and you've made it this far <laughs> and you're not driving i think you should do it it's really interesting and i'll explain it at the end all right all so right. all right first thing you need to do is envision yourself in an all-white room okay just four walls floor ceiling no windows no door okay mm-hmm. you're just in a basically a psychotic white room right <laughs> yeah well shit. <laughs> yeah all right that's it. That's all there is in there. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> all right. Gotcha. All right. The first thing in your room is a box. Okay. What color and size is your box? Not just write this down. Yeah, you can tell me too. Okay. Okay. Uh, brown. Uh, I, I guess four by four. <laughs> four by four. Yeah. Four by four. Okay. Now, where is your box located in the room? middle of the room okay is it on the ground or is it ascended in the air ground okay now so you get this four by four brown box center of the room on the ground right mm-hmm. next thing in your room are flowers how many flowers and what kind and what color are they okay so i'm gonna say four and daisies so it's yellow right yeah yellow yellow sorry okay and then where are they in um in so if i'm looking at a straight like like like, where are they in relativity to your box uh on the right are they on the floor or right against the wall (laughs) okay Mm -hmm. so the box is in the center Mm -hmm. right and so you got the floor daisies kind of like on the wall Mm -hmm. okay um let's see next thing All right, so the next thing in your room is a ladder. Okay. Where is the ladder and how is it like placed? All right, so it's 
seeing if the box is in the middle, the lighter's like on the wall in front of me and it's facing up, just going straight up. Straight up? Yeah, straight up. Into the ceiling? Straight up into the ceiling, yeah. Okay. Um, last thing in your room is a horse. Okay. <laughs> so <Fuck. laughs> tell me what that horse looks like and what is what does that horse like act like? Huh. <laughs> um okay, horse is holy shit. Okay. I, mean, I guess like sort of like I don't know, like brownie brown and like light, light, light skin brown. Like it's mm -hmm. like a mix of those. Um, not spotted, but just like it's full brown, and then like maybe like the the nose of it's kind of like light lighter skin brown. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just like trotting, trotting, <laughs> trotting. Yeah. What's like the like personality? It's kind of like. Um, I think it's like excited, happy, like giddy. yeah, giddy. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. If I remember correctly, that's. So okay. All right. So here's our, okay. So here's the, thing. <laughs> so here's the thing. I'm gonna help just to be accurate with. Uh, I'll explain it to you. But okay. Um, okay. Cool. Okay. That's what I thought. All right. So the first thing in your room being a box, right? Mm -hmm. So the box represents your basically like your self-confidence or like your ego mm -hmm. okay so the color of it can change right but brown is same that i chose i think it's very uh you know i, I don't like talking my ass so let me just like <laughs> okay cool okay so i was on the right track i just need to like yeah. I explain this better so like your ego okay mm -hmm. and it's like the size of that right mm -hmm. which is fine it's not yeah, I can, I'm going to tell you other stories that are, it's weird. Yeah. So that's the size of it, right? Mm -hmm. The color brown include a sense of strength and reliability. Um, it's seen as a solid, much like earth and associated with resilience, dependability, security, safety. Um, and then there's feelings of loneliness, sadness, isolation, but I was going with the other ones. Um, whether it's on the ground or in the air mm -hmm. means whether you are grounded or if you feel like you are not grounded like in your life oh, right shit. Okay. and then the flowers have to do with how many people you think are like in your corner mm -hmm. like that you are really like either love or close to and then the relativity to your ego and then their color as well right mm -hmm. so <clears throat> yellow happiness joy friendship right yeah holy um, shit. <laughs> like so relativity to your box means like Basically, you have your box, you grounded. So it sounds like that's center of your room, center mm -hmm. of what's kind of like important. Yeah. And then these are right here in your corner mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Right? Okay. Okay. So four, I don't know if that's like an exact number, but it's always pretty close. Yeah. You know, that's like just, that's pretty big. <laughs> and then uh, the ladder represents motivation. So, like for me, I actually had the same thing, which is mm -hmm. probably the only other, you're probably the only other person that I've ever heard do this straight up into the ceiling because mm -hmm. where I was when I did this was really bad place. Right. So my box was also Brown, mm -hmm. like a little smaller, but yeah. it was ascended, which is weird because I was in such a fucked up place. Right. Yeah. So it was, a, it was floating in the middle mm -hmm. of the room. Then my ladder was also going straight to the ceiling because I had nowhere else to go, but up, Yeah. you know? So like motivation wise, you're like 
yeah. you know, going straight through the fucking ceiling. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of people will have it, most people will have it leaning against the wall, mm-hmm. which is fine, steady, mm-hmm. you know, but like not crazy, exactly. you know. A lot of people I've heard too will have it just laying in a corner mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, they're gonna use it. <laughs> yeah, no motivation. Yeah, right. And um, so okay, so the ladder is the motivation, and it's going straight up through the ceiling, right? The last thing in your room is a horse, and that's the type of, that's the type of partner you want. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! <laughs> <Yeah>. Holy <laughs> fuck, dude! Yeah, it's weird. It's hella weird. Whoa! Yeah. That's actually yeah. mind-boggling, dude. What the fuck? Yeah. So here, I'll tell you a couple. I'll tell you a couple that were really interesting. Okay. So mine, um, I would say more like a 15-15, like boot camp size, right? Um, ascended in the air because the situation I was in just made sense, right? Mm-hmm. It was floating. Um, the flowers I chose like I think it was only a few, uh, it was only like two roses. Mm-hmm. And they were like on top or in my box. Okay. So like I only had a couple people, probably like my mom and somebody else, right? But mm-hmm. like they were like right there, like the only ones around me, right? Mm-hmm. The ladder was straight up. And then what's funny is like when I was asked about the horse, the first thing I thought of was like Bullseye from Toy Story. Oh really? <laughs> Dude, that's like, just like goofy as fuck. Yeah. Right? Like just stupid. Yeah. But um, yeah, not stupid in a bad way. Like just hella funny. Yeah. Yeah. So that was interesting. And then I've heard just some other really good examples was like, so the box being ego, I've heard two that were really, really interesting examples. Mm -hmm. One was my dad and knowing who my dad is makes sense because his box, he said was like the size of the room. And I was like, okay sounds right yeah sounds about right yeah yeah right sound, i was like fuck that, mm-hmm. that's right i don't remember the rest of his and then the other one i thought was really interesting was um like name names but it was just really interesting um he said his box was a very very small black box like like shoebox size or smaller oh, right and it was black and what was interesting about that was that i knew about this person that he hadn't come out of the closet yet and had been for his whole life damn and hadn't told anybody parents friends nobody like i knew but and now it's kind of crazy i was like whoa like that's a tiny little black box because of secrets and uh, you know little confidence and things like that and then yeah the flowers you know with who you consider to be friends or loved ones or whoever like it's all it was very strange you know and of course you can of course you can fit personality tests I think, and to a degree, you yeah. know, to, yeah. to kind of fit, you know, and trick yourself maybe a little bit. But I, I personally at the time was like, whoa, <laughs> you know, like, like that. Because like when when I said four, I, I wasn't even really thinking. Like I just I said four for the days, and like that represents all my my family. So my mom, dad, my brother, my sister. That's right? crazy. That that literally shocked me. Then he, <laughs> he said the horse. When I said the horse, it was just like kind of tri- like it literally reminded me of my girl right now. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, no, no way. No that's way. hella funny. Dude. So this is funny too. I did it to um my aunt once, who I rarely talk to, right? But what's happening? This is so funny. We were driving, and my uncle was in the passenger seat, and um for like the longest time that I've known him, he's just been like stoner. Like he's awesome, right? But he's yeah. just very, 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 very chill. Yeah. Like totally just out of it, almost. Right? Of course. My aunt said one word. When it came to her horse, 
didn't even explain this yet, right? I was giving it to her just like I just did you, right? Yeah. I was like, what's your horse like? Sedated. <laughs> Dude, 100%. No like, way. 100%. That's all she said. I was like, what's your horse like? Sedated. She didn't know anything about this? No. No, I gave it to her just like anybody else. I was like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God. I like, it blew my mind. It's like, holy shit, he's right there. <laughs> yeah. That's actually hilarious. It was so funny. That's like, actually dope. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I've given it to a ton, but I swear to God, everybody that I have, I'm like, it's it's pretty damn good. Yeah, I'll give it, I'll write it to you so you can like. Yeah, please, because yeah. I, I want to ask people this. Yeah. Like, I'm like, yo, I got something to test everybody yeah. on yeah. right now. I don't think I've ever had it like be too far off. Dude, so. that was actually so grammatically correct it's ridiculous like yeah. i'm actually shocked <laughs> i'm actually shocked like, what did you do to me whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, all right so let me see i'm gonna plug in uh back to the the head case stuff okay mm-hmm. i wanted to relate for you like specifically because awesome topics but i want to know what your thing is for the shit you go through that silences the noise for you. Like what, what makes the fucking monkey with the tambourines in your head stop from all the stress and the life shit and like, what is your thing? I think that's what we talk about. We're like, I, we're like, we're like, yes, I'm a fucking gym rat because that's the only, it's the only kind of intensity that once I like break myself down enough and I'm just exhausted and mm-hmm. exerted, it's the only thing that quiets my mind for like even a little bit of time. And I think, I think the, the thing that really gets me calm is like the genuine people I have that I care, that care about me, I care for, you know, and it's not just my, like our current family, right? It's like all of you guys, like yeah. you, Hudson, like even NC1, like I know everybody has like their own separate things and yeah. whatnot, but I, I feel like, everything that i've learned from you guys and everything i've learned from people in the fleet like my mentor bmc tiffany i hope he's listening to this uh, you know like <laughs> share it you know what i'm saying I'm share like, to him. every every i'm gonna share it to as many people as possible my mind my, my brother james that I, I was on my first command with who helped me advance like like i feel like everything that i've learned is building me up to be that better me right and i couldn't be where i'm at without the people that i've had in my corner and been there for me like i got honestly dude for like who i am right i have a lot of people that like i have to give thanks for you know what i'm saying and like every single time i start feeling like i give up every single time i feel like i can't do it anymore it's like i start thinking about everything you guys instilled within me to actually push me to get past it you know push me to do better like even when i'm struggling even when i get chewed out like I thank those people and I make sure that they know that everything that they taught me is actually gonna make me better. And in knowing that, I think of it just like I like remember the Titans, you know, when you start off at a point where nobody strong goes, side. Left side, strong <laughs> side. <laughs> side. Like that's we can start doing that. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Strong side. Exactly. Superman. <laughs> Yo, we gotta start doing that. Dude, too. I'm telling you. Oh man. Just walking around. She goes, she goes, like, uh, you guys, you fucking asshole. What's up, pretty boy? <laughs> <laughs> but like, the, the, I'm telling you, man, that camaraderie that built these guys from being enemies to being the the brothers that they were, the brother that they are, like that's the stuff that I like that I know is built within me with the people I've been around. 
So that's always the stuff that brings me back down to earth rather than make me feel like I'm losing my mind, knowing that I have a greater purpose and not that I'm like super special, you know, but like saying time, like I have, I have some, a part to play, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's a really good point. Because the only two that I've made were, you know, because we, we identify like different emotions or feelings, or whatever, but intensity is the only one that gets gets the stress and the traumas physically out. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if you've, you know, seen, and I, you know, a lot of this stuff I need to dive deeper into. So I guess mm-hmm. I can elaborate on it more. But as far as like, I've said it a few times, but trauma and stress, trauma specifically, is not just in your brain like it's physically stored in your cells Mm -hmm. in your body and so i think for me having some type of intensity it does something once i hit that once i hit that stride in the gym i get the endorphins going something clicks and it's very emotional Mm -hmm. and i use it as uh, i use it as a what's the right word (laughs) i mean we say therapy but uh, meditation Mm -hmm. Right. So, but the only other thing that I've said that is working for me a lot, like I said earlier, is this, I mean, just putting it out there, you know? And so I don't want to have to, you know, I don't want to force the hard stories in the beginning, you know, like I did Mm -hmm. the first couple, but if they come up, I want to easily dive into it because that's the whole point, you know, it's like, Oh, that reminds me of this. And yeah, it is a little dark and it's hard to talk about, but part of my life, you know, whatever. So haven't had, you know, any really this conversation, but yeah, the other thing would be talking about it on here. So I was going to, I was curious, but with you, um, have you, do you use boxing for anything other than the physical aspect or the sport aspect of it? Like, do you channel, like, do you channel anything when you're actually training and like use it as kind of catharsis? Hmm. So your, your, the question is like, when, when it comes to anything I deal with, do I use that or utilize that to actually make me better? Or like, what do I use it in what way to actually make me better? So like for me, uh, when I say, when I say meditation, mm-hmm. so meditating, you know, you're supposed to calm your mind, blah, blah, blah. But then as thoughts come in, as things come in, you're supposed to say, I recognize that this is how it's making me feel that image or that thought, you know, like I, I see you thought, I recognize you. This is how you make me feel. And you're supposed to kind of put it in the river that you're standing in and let it flow downstream, so to speak, and go away from you, Mm -hmm. you know? So for me in the gym, this is like the huge thing with, uh, with like Colin and I is that we are there seven days a week, not because it's healthy because it's not healthy Mm -hmm. to work out seven days a week. We're there seven days a week because I need therapy seven days a week. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm doing something though, the best workouts I have are when I'm actively kind of shut off. I'm not there to socialize, you know, like I got my hoodie, my hat, my headphones, my mask. I look like a fucking Mortal Kombat ninja. Mm -hmm. And I am kind of actively like thinking it, identifying it. Okay. Intensity, thinking about it, identifying it, intensity, and it gets emotional and, you know, you don't want to like rage Mm -hmm. lift or rage train because you could probably be ineffective if you're not being focused but, exactly but i think to to channel things in some way or another through intensity mm-hmm. and it feels really good yeah you know i definitely agree and like i mean 
just like with me with the training when it comes to boxing and whatnot I've seen where like you know you don't try and let your emotions kind of take over because you'll see in like movies all the time when there's yeah, let yeah. the emotions go crazy and they're, right. they're going hard and you're just like uh <laughs> like and you're like oh maybe it could work in real life and like you try doing it and like for me for example when I'm like throwing jabs and hooks like everything's like orchestrated everything's like yeah. organized and focused to yeah. one focal movement right but as soon as i apply that emotion or what i'm dealing with everything goes haywire i'm not yeah. even, i'm not even like really punching the punch i'm just <laughs> yeah so i yeah i can see how that's not effective if you if you go to like that seeing red route mm -hmm. but i'm saying more like more like back of your mind not not so front of your mind that it takes over mm -hmm. you know because for me too like i you know i mean anybody that like does anything crazy emotional like especially with what you know like colin and i do you can easily injure yourself mm -hmm. if you're just out there like exactly acting a fool like mm -hmm. i'm so <laughs> you can just yeah. so easily injure yourself so for exactly. me it's more of a control chaos you know mm -hmm. like i allow myself to do it but i also am huge on not hurting myself and just making it effective but yeah even if you're not you know even if you're not like actively even if it's like afterwards mm -hmm. if you're not actively channeling something while you're doing it just breaking your body down so much i mean i see you know like what you do or like the gym or we talked about hot yoga last time exactly if you break yourself down physically so much that all you can do is think about your breathing then that's a good time to process mm -hmm. things that you don't want to think about because you're so meditation. clear mm -hmm. and calm. You're like, okay, now I can think about the bullshit because I'm actually calm enough to like process it. Exactly. You know, I'm not emotional. I'm not going to like react bad. Mm -hmm. It's like, go whoop your ass somehow. Go beat your own ass somehow mm -hmm. so that you can take some time and like just really reflect and kind of move forward. I've heard, you know, that actually makes a lot of sense because I think I've done the exact same thing. Yeah. I just, just go hard for like, I think there was one time I went for like straight up 23 rounds because I just couldn't get over it. Like it was a very, like honestly, I, that. I, I just fell. Like I was, I dropped to my knees and I just couldn't move. <laughs> my shoulders yeah. were like completely like too like strange where I was just like, I can't move. <laughs> so I was like, ah, let me just roll. <laughs> and then I just laid there for a bit, man. And like honestly, I hadn't done like that many rounds in so long. And it was, it was stuff that I was dealing with stuff, but obviously like painful stuff that you go through in life but like in in that constant when I was able to sit there and just breathe mm -hmm. is when I honestly started finding the calmness of just like I, I've gone through it let it go slowly mm -hmm. just let it go and find your peace because yeah. life obviously is not easy <laughs> we would see I I keep being told not to say we just talked about this <laughs> but uh, not you and I though yeah. but like a couple of nights ago we, mm -hmm. the same thing we're like where you where you get to a point whether it's endorphins or whether it's emotions or whatever, but like that point where you can't stop. And by can't stop, you just mean I have a lot more work to do until I feel okay. To exactly. Stop. Like I have, like, obviously you can, but something is going on like mentally or emotionally or mm -hmm. whatever it is where you're like, I, I'm going to keep going because like something needs to come out. Mm -hmm. like, I don't know what it is, but like something needs to come out. Like the demons out of this exactly. thing. Like, yeah, I, I hit that. I hit that every so often in the gym, you know, it's not every time, but every so often there's it'll, something, it'll come out, something yeah. clicks and you're like, okay, I'm going to be here for a minute because mm -hmm. something's fucked. Yeah. You know, like, and you just got to find that release, man. Like that's what a lot of people fail to do. They just kind of keep it cluttered up inside them. Mm -hmm. And then those butterflies start turning into fucking birds. Those birds turn into pterodactyls. They yeah. just, <laughs> <laughs> just going fucking crazy. <laughs> it's like aliens. It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, man. But, yeah, I, I think when it comes down to it, working out. But it, it also depends on your hobbies. I've had friends that would use, like, video games and channel their frustration to the video game. Like, you see how people just curse out the TV or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're cursing out whatever they fucking dealt with throughout the entire day. Yeah. And then, like, I'll, I'll be, like, I'd say we play, like, a few games with some of my friends. And then, like, I'd say maybe, like, the fifth game, they'll be, like, I'm either done and then they start being quiet and then they come back like yo and they start laughing or they just like okay i feel much better <laughs> you know what's funny about that is yeah. like call i know colin games and he's like really excited because he's gonna he's gonna like rep his he's gonna rep you know all the merch we get he's yeah gonna, like, he's gonna put his gamer tag to yeah. something like that but what's funny is like i could totally see some gamers wearing this shit too because Bro. it's all about i don't give a fuck what it is like mm-hmm. whatever your thing is you're like yeah i'm a fucking head case truth like Everybody is. Mm-hmm. I just wish I that the whole point of this is like I I love being able to just like talk about you know deeper shit and you know we got more to talk about yeah for sure mm-hmm. but um maybe at a different juncture yeah we, we, <laughs> got, we got plenty of them bro we got plenty of time yeah. dude so I mean I think this is generally uh, for for everything today man really appreciate you bringing me on yes yeah. bro like we're definitely gonna do this more often it's one of the, it's one of the OG episodes it, but I mean yeah here's the thing is we um. We, I mean, I need to get back on the media, even though I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I need to do it for this because I'm, I'm realizing, you know, um, it's going to be the most effective way to share. Exactly. And so, you know, hopefully you, I mean, nothing was too bad. Yeah, nothing was too bad. So just, you know, hopefully you share with everybody. Um, I know we'll get better at sharing with everybody. And, um, but yeah, if you're watching, um, again, Go, you know, once you get this shared to you, go, uh, you know, don't just watch it, you know, do us a favor and help us get more than two views and share it and tell them to share it and tell them to share it and uh, subscribe and like and exactly. go on Spotify and all this exactly, stuff. Man. This stuff's all about passing the knowledge, people, man, educate people, try and support the community, support people, get these younger people like the heads on straight, you know. <laughs> I want a bunch of healthy psychos out there. Exactly. <laughs> we all got to be a little crazy or else you're just useless. Exactly. But um, yeah, that's I think that's about it. And I'm um, praying to God this has audio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just speak quiet. Yeah. We're like, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, like, Damn, this looks like a really interesting <laughs> All right. So uh, peace out, everybody. All right. Take it easy, guys.